everybody. Just a quick announcement before we get started on our year in review. We are currently planning our next episode, which is sort of a New Year's themed episode, and we are hoping to get your input. It's the new year, so as they say, new year, new you. But instead of adding more, you know, kale to our diet or drinking less than five days a week, Zombie Girls have decided to tackle a real problem. Uh, our shame. <laughs> uh, yes, the, this is the shame born of not having watched various horror films that as horror fans we should have seen or people who have, you know, like a horror podcast really have no excuse for having not seen. So we decided this year for our New Year's resolution, we are going to fill some of our shame holes with your help. So for the next episode, we want to know what you think we need to watch. We've gathered a list of movies that we have not seen. We've pared them down to our top three most shameful for in Jody's case, because I guess she has a little extra dose of shame. And what we want you to do is go on our Facebook and vote on which one you think we need to watch, which shame hole we most desperately need to fill. If you are not on Facebook, uh, because it is an evil empire, fair enough, you can vote on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, because it's also an evil empire, you're welcome to send me an email at rachelzombiegirls.com and I will send you the details. Point is, we want your input to help us with our New Year's resolution. Just, just a little bit less shame. All right. Thanks for listening, and here is the rest of the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex West. And I'm Andrea Subasati, and we're from the Faculty of Horror Podcast. And you're listening to the Zombie Girls Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special Christmas episode of the Zombie Girls Horror Podcast. (laughs) Well, not really Christmas, because it's more of a year-end, but, like, I'm in a Christmas spirit, so I'm just gonna shoehorn the holiday in. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Rachel, and joining me today are my, all of my fabulous sidekicks, Ariel. Hi. Matilda. Hi there. Sarah. Hello. And... With a vote of confidence, <laughs> Jody. Hello. <laughs> Much like your fearless leader, Teresa May, we have full confidence mm-hmm. in your ability. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like this has been the week of Brexit in the news, so I've been thinking about you all all week. <laughs> This is where America all goes like, I don't get it. Like everyone like watches the news and like they talk about like all the stuff that's happening and we just do not understand. The idea that you could get a vote of no confidence. Yeah. Like all we want to do is fucking vote no confidence our president and there's no goddamn chance. Well, it didn't work, so. But it's an option. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> option yeah brexit was also an option in quote Ugh, yes <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> all right so last time we were on the show we were promised a spider story jody oh we yeah. were not we were not we didn't we, we didn't it didn't happen so i have had on the last month the note says jody tell us your spider story exclamation 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 so well, jody tell us your spider story i'm worried i've bigged it up too much but you guys are afraid of spiders you know how it is like it I means do. you don't you don't sleep for the whole night um and it's quite a long time ago now because bake-off was still on uh, so it was a couple months ago um, so I'm sat watching Bake Off with Daphne, as I do, you know, she's on my lap having a little doze, watching the baking, whatever. And then she suddenly sits up and looks across the room and bolts across the room, and I think, ah, oh, fuck. Yep. 
the spider alarm is gone. I know what that means. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I have this lamp on the floor that's got quite a wide base, and there's a there's a gap of about an inch between the base and the wall. And she sat in this gap, looking at the floor. I tiptoe over and have a look, and there's yeah, a big spider there on the floor, and it's it's right in that gap, so I can't step on it or get a a glass over it or anything. I'm thinking, okay, well, Daphne's got it. She's she's looking at it. She'll take care of it. No problem. Everybody who, you know, tells me, oh, you've got cats. They'll just take care of the problem. Don't worry about it. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> she did not. And uh, it sauntered past her. <laughs> You're like, you have one job. <laughs> I know. So I'm going, Daphne, there. Daphne, look. No, there, behind you. She's like, what, what, what? Like, looking everywhere but. And it just, you know, saunters past. New, new, new. Not a care in the world and disappears down a crack in the floorboard. Um, oh no (laughs) so then i'm like well i can't sleep back to the cat orphanage with you daphne um and i was just (laughs) just wide awake all night because i couldn't sleep because i knew it was there uh yeah and she did not have my back and because i've never seen her go for one and i thought well i don't see that many spiders in my house so i guess she does take care of them and i just don't see it no Turns out she's useless in that regard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <yeah>. no! <laughs> well, I'm getting better, and I feel like I'm going to train myself to get better at the uh, better at this because I know it's a learned behaviour. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, I guess the follow up to that story is the next morning when I well didn't wake up because I was wide awake all night. But then I went into the room to see where it was, and I kind of like just poked my head around the corner, like mm, I wonder if it's near where it was. And it was right by the hole in the floor, right by the floorboard, and I got it in a glass and I flushed it. So, which is uh, better than I would have normally dealt with it. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks. So I f- I'm going to... Moments gonna... in feminist history. <laughs> Yay. So I'm going to try and like get better. So Because I did that and then I was like, oh, well, that's okay. And people always tell me, oh, I don't kill them. I put them outside. Apparently that's just as bad because if they're in your house, it's because they don't survive outside. So tossing it outside is not a kind thing to do. Oh. So I thought, well, I might as well flush it. Really? Apparently. Also, they'll just come back in, and now yes. they're pissed. Yeah, I always put them outside. You do? <laughs> I put yeah. them out, at, too, yeah. Look at the death march, the <laughs> fucking trail of spider tears that you are responsible for. <laughs> I'm in a room with a spider right now. Oh, my God. That's what? Right with Yoda. Oh, Yoda. <laughs> alive. I mean, miraculously alive. I don't know. <laughs> the zombie spider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think going on... 26 years old what jesus i didn't know they lived that long yeah they they don't (laughs) all right so let's pivot from spiders and technical difficulties (laughs) and let's talk about christmas plans what do you guys do you guys have any fun exciting things planned for christmas i don't know about exciting but i'm going home for about a week uh, where's home it's um, not it's not bristol no well my family are in plymouth um so i moved i moved away about 15 years ago to bristol to go to uni and oh. I loved it so much that I stayed. So yeah, my folks are all back there. So I'll go home for about a week oh, that's nice. uh, next weekend. Yeah, nice. and then come back for New Year's and probably just play some board games with friends for New Year's. That sounds fun. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Sarah? What are your Christmas plans? My Christmas plans are working. Um, three people quit without notice, and my mine and another officer's plans got cancelled. Oh, so I decided not to really sweet of you. I decided though. not to screw yeah. my people over. How about you, Matilda? Do anything fun? Um, so some of my holiday plans are actually today, even though we're a little bit more than a week before Christmas. Um, it's my wedding anniversary. Congratulations! Um, <laughs> Thank you. And um, because we got married so close to Christmas, we always exchange Christmas ornaments. Aha! Oh, for our um, for our gifts and. M- 
most of the time they're pretty gory or horror related. Yes, <laughs> your tree is quite the festival. Our tree like, is something of else. Of Disturbia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this hopefully the one that I got this year one year I got him an ornament a few years ago. Rachel, you were with me when I bought yes, this. At it the, is so creepy. And then it gave me a nightmare. Oh my god. Really? Yeah. Um about having like kind of weird open pustules under my hair. Oh. Um, <laughs> Sarah, it's a really good ornament. It's great. I, so yeah, so we're doing that today and then also because we're children, we're um we're gonna go see there's a double feature of Jim Henson Christmas stuff in the theaters. <laughs> so we're gonna go see the Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas and Fraggle Rock Christmas oh, awesome. in the big thing on the big screen today. Yeah. That sounds awesome. How about you, Ariel? Any fun plans for Christmas? Or is it just nice being back in California? Yeah, it's lovely being <laughs> back here. So, uh, yeah, I'll be spending Christmas with my dad and my stepmom and my younger sister. Unfortunately, my younger brother, who's a jerk and moved to Montana, won't be here this Christmas. So that's sad. And then on the 26th, I have to fly back to Portland so that I can celebrate with, like, my niece and nephew and sister and stuff. So... Awesome. That's cool. I have friends coming up from L.A. Um, we're going to go see Bumblebee, the new Transformers movie, because he has like a feature, yes. little extra part in oh, it. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm going to be the person in the theater who gets very excited about someone <laughs> standing behind John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be so much fun to see it with him. Yeah. So they're going to come up. They're coming up. They're, we're going to celebrate Christmas Eve. We're going to do like the full dinner mm -hmm. and like all that jazz. And then they're going to go home Christmas, which is good because I they are not super into gift giving. And I am. And so I don't want them to see the shame of like gluttonous Christmas gifts <laughs> that will be opened on Christmas morning when they like don't even always give each other gifts. So. Oh, you, have to, you have to sneak so in the present. My unwrapping. shame will will re it will still be you know like it will not be on full display. Um, but yeah, and then we're gonna just see some friends and stuff like that. Nothing major. Very chill Christmas, but I I mean it's my favorite. I fucking love Christmas. Mm -hmm. I love everything about it. You know, so I you know. Any Christmas plan is a good Christmas plan, unless it's working. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> that sucks a million butts. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Okay, so this episode, we're going to be talking about, we do, we're do we doing our annual year in review, where we kind of like talk about our favorite movies from the year, and maybe some other just general highlights and thoughts about the state of horror in 2018. When you look back retrospectively, typically, you're, like, able to kind of, like, point to certain things that you're like, oh, God, that's so, like, 2016 or early 2000. I was wondering if there were any sort of things that you noticed this year trend-wise about horror. I think this year uh, it's been a little bit of a slower burn as far as a lot of movies go. Um, uh -huh. You know, uh, a lot of the ones that are on our list definitely have, like, very even... I guess, I guess like even flowing pacing, they're not like mm -hmm. right in your face from the beginning. They're not, you know, movies that. Well, one of one of them is one of one of the movies on, on our on our list here, especially our top ten, is like right in your face from the beginning. But you know, definitely the ones that that I've seen all seem to have more of a, a metered pacing where there's there's action throughout it there's little bits throughout it but it's not like balls to the walls stuff like you know you'd get with like you know a, a, a lot of the oh like you know like the torture porn stuff to to begin mm -hmm. with i think mm -hmm. i've noticed that it's, it's more 
it's got more of a 70s kind of feel to it that's interesting mm-hmm. i mean everything is 70s right now in the world so yes, that's true. <laughs> so that's kind of interesting that you're recognizing similar sort of but that's true it is very like art house very like slowly paced yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like breakdown of the family unit kind of yeah. stuff yeah yeah i also think like horror like sci-fi is such a a good genre to like sh- to show what's happening um in society or politics and i think that the last couple of years we movies have done that a lot more mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. yeah definitely and i mean it has to be said i it's a cliche but i do think it's actually true is like we are in the me too era yeah and mm-hmm. you can feel its influence on in a lot yeah. of these movies yeah definitely whether it's like actually specifically about those kinds of topics like we're going to talk about some rape revenge today things like that but it also is in the fact that we're seeing more of a push for women behind the screen mm-hmm. and also i feel like women's stories like the diversity of women's stories is definitely improved this year yeah, yeah. they didn't all make it on the list but like even if you go down our like below our list there are a lot of stories about women yeah I mean, a lot of different stories always too. been pretty good genre mm-hmm. for that but i feel like you can feel the like political influence a little bit yeah mm-hmm. it was kind of a break there was not a lot of horror comedy this year was one of the things that I was Ooh, that's a good point that that's I was noticing true. I mean granted I know Anna and the Apocalypse came out at the end of the year and it hasn't hit anywhere near us yet when we tried to see it it was not yet here yeah because yeah. it was still in super limited release so I know that's the exception but I was thinking it, it went kind of what much more art house and much more kind of like when you had asked this question I kind of thought we have a lot more like what the fuck horror <laughs> oh yeah yeah this year that like really goes there and i don't know if that's also based on kind of um i feel like there have been various times in the past where like studios may have been afraid to like go all the way there yeah um because the studio's going to get in trouble and people but i feel like now with the diversity of platforms that horror comes out in yeah there's the, there's a little more freedom potentially for people to look away right so there's maybe that's not it but i don't know i just feel like there's this way that the diversity of platforms allows for a little bit more and it allows for a little bit more of like the full realization of what you want to do right i think potentially i think the the diversification of filmmakers since me too and time's up have um, have done that as well and um this term elevated horror kind of came out this year oh (laughs) yes and and, and i feel like that's a term that people made up people who don't like horror movies like they made it up so that they wouldn't have to admit to liking horror movies but like we know they've they've been good this whole time but maybe now like always been elevated Mm -hmm. and and i think too with the past couple of years right (laughs) with the past couple of years that it's gotten a little bit more inexpensive to make movies because of digitalization Mm. i mean and, and you had mm-hmm. you had a movie what was it that tangerine it, yeah. that was oscar nominated and it was shot entirely oh, yeah. on an iphone that yeah. unsane yeah. was shot on a freaking iphone mm-hmm. yeah right. so that i think studios are willing to make to take more chances because it's sort of like the uh the height of the uh, vhs boom you can you can mm-hmm. slap it on a video on demand and you know go mm-hmm. from there you don't really have to have a big marketing campaign you don't have to to have a whole bunch of uh, production and post-production and and all this to make it a, a good solid movie you can do that with you know some simple editing tricks and you know put it on on video on demand rent it for you know 2.99 and people will watch it yeah, yeah. that's a mm-hmm. good point 
Yeah, maybe that's it. I feel like there's, Sarah, what you're saying makes a ton of sense. And I feel like there's maybe like more riffing and less polish in some places, which I actually don't mind. Yeah, I agree. I think maybe as don't don't get me started on Bloomhouse again. I already did last time. <laughs> don't don't give me crumbs and tell me it's a loaf, motherfucker. I know what I know. Anyway, um, great expression. <laughs> but I would say that I think his or that studio's model of saying like low budget, risky horror, yeah, because it has shown that there is a profit in it, like is definitely emboldened more across the board. Yeah, you can spend yeah. not too much and let a director just like be creative and do what they want to do. And yeah, it's led to some really great movies. Yeah, we definitely have some interesting movies yes. this year. Yeah, you know there have been years where there have been a lot of fun movies, mm-hmm. but this move this season or this year, I feel like the movies have gotten very interesting. Yeah, don't get me wrong; I love a good splattery good time. My like honorable mentions. We'll talk about some of that stuff. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like for the most part, like these are pretty solid heady kinds of things yeah so it turns out we were the smart nerds all along huh. <laughs> awesome okay any other thoughts before we move on okay uh, so. the silence tells me it's ready we're ready <laughs> to go okay so all right so we this year we did our top 10 a little differently so in the past we've kind of done our own and like kind of taken turns going through the list but it kind of got unwieldy so this year we decided we would like actually coalesce all of our our lists into one official list we're gonna post somewhere probably on our letterbox page we'll probably put up all of our own lists so you can see the complete list Mm -hmm. but we put all of our lists together and which meant i had to do math so that was fun (laughs) so i thought i would walk us through sort of the methodology of this if you guys are interested in how this went down Mm -hmm. okay so basically what i did is everybody put together their own individual list of top 10 and then i took each of those and and all of them got points in descending order so like 10 or your number one got 10 points your number two got nine points etc and then basically in order to like weight it so that the things that were like general consensus rose to the top they also got like a bonus point so like if something was on three of our lists it got an additional three points okay Mm -hmm. okay so then once all of those were put together there was a handful of ties and the way that i decided the ties so that they were put in order is that i looked at your honorable mentions and any of them that got an honorable mention got a half point so that it would like basically bump it up the list or bump it down based Mm -hmm. on like another like another data point of like general consensus Mm -hmm. and so that's how we ended up with our top 10 list does that make sense yeah Mm -hmm. okay so thank you for doing that (laughs) oh no worries it was a little excel it was fine (laughs) got to practice my like e sum formula of (laughs) uh so just a little couple little fun facts we had a total of between us 27 movies oh okay were Mm -hmm. And only one movie was on all five of our lists. Whoa. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah I was kind of surprised yeah, by that, too. Yeah, I would have thought there were at least a few. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I thought it'd be way longer, though. Um, yeah. Yep. So, but I just thought it was interesting that only one movie yeah. we all liked. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, it's the number one. Right. <laughs> and it fucking crushed. Like, the list, like, basically, the points started at, like, the bottom one is about, is, I think, um... The lowest number we had was, I think, like 14 points. Mm-hmm. And the highest was 48. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, and the second highest was like 22. Oh, damn. Like, it fucking crushed. Damn. 
<laughs> well, so you we, know, it really was a good movie. Really feel strongly about our number one. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, cool. So, any questions? Does that all feel like it felt yeah. fair? Mm, that feels yeah. great. Okay, good. And I have to say, it, it was a little harder this year. A lot of years I'm struggling for to, like, find 10 that I yes. yeah. like enough. And this one, I had to do a lot of sorting yeah, there were some, like, kill your darlings moments. Yeah, when I was yeah, yeah, it was really hard. But, yeah, so I think our list, I'm excited to talk about it. There's Me some too. really interesting things on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also some stuff I was surprised that it make it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that just too. We're just under uh-huh. that line where I was like, oh, damn, really? That didn't make it? Yeah, there were a couple of things on my list, I think, that didn't make it up here. Anyway, enough about the dang list. Let's talk about what's on the list. Okay, so we're going to start at our number 10 and work our way up. So, Ariel, what's our number 10 movie? Overlord. Ooh, this is on my (laughs) list, too. I love this movie. Yes. I Did anybody else see this movie, or was it just Ariel and I? No, I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it either. Okay. Well, I would definitely recommend this movie. Yeah. This movie was, like, you know how we talked about how, like, there's a lot of, like, heady shit this year? This was the fun one. You know what I mean? Like, this is not the one where you're going to come away from it like, I feel like I have a deeper understanding of the human condition. (laughs) But you will come away from it being like, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was so much fun. I even I went to the movies by myself because you ever just get sick of people? Anyways. Um, (laughs) Yes. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think I'm surrounded by cats? Yeah, exactly. So I went to the movies by myself and got like a bunch of nachos and just like watched this movie. Yes. Oh my God. It was like the best day I've had in a long time. It was so (laughs) much fun. Like I've never enjoyed my own company as much as I did during that movie. But the movie is so fun. It's like it starts out almost just like a normal war movie. Mm-hmm. And then it just t- goes like in a totally crazy direction. All of the characters are so much fun to watch. They're interesting and likable. Um, the Nazi stuff is great. There's some amazing body I need horror. you to, to um, not just leave that statement. On what did the, I say? The Nazi stuff oh, is okay. great. <laughs> All right, so please. It's basically like a bunch of American soldiers <laughs> getting dropped down trying to in a plane and the plane crashes and there's like a whole yeah. bunch of stuff that happens but they're essentially trying to take out a nazi tower so that other um americans and english and stuff can like come in and save the day and when they get there they realize that the nazis are actually doing like crazy experiments on the yeah. townspeople there so it's yeah. uh, the third wolfenstein game basically and stuff but it's i just turning. meant like you don't think nazis are cool no did i say something <laughs> about like, nazis the nazi cool? stuff is cool oh well okay there's like great body horror and yes. special effects that are just teasing. like i was so <laughs> surprised <laughs> like the first time any of it happened i was like oh shit this movie just went in a crazy direction and it's so entertaining it's so much fun yeah and it has a good ending, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not, like, super depressing at the very end or anything. Right. It's just, like, really good. Yeah. I saw this on Veterans Day. Nice. Which was a <laughs> fucking fantastic way to celebrate yes. the holiday. The opening scene of this movie, as you alluded to, is very much, like, standard war movie stuff. Um, it's probably the most intense scene I saw all year. Yeah. Um, because they're basically being shot down behind enemy lines and shit gets fucking real. Yes. And it, I, I literally cried in the opening. <laughs> 
seen this movie. It's why I can't watch war movies. It's yeah. too real. Like, there's no separation between the violence and reality for me that other horror movies do. There's a sacrifice element to it that makes it just no, so, like, intensely Especially upsetting. because there's, like, when they're on the plane or helicopter or whatever it was there's like one of them that's getting sick and one of them's like really nervous and hasn't yeah like they take them just long enough for you to care about the people and there's recognizable faces yes that do not make it to land yep and it's just yeah it's really intense but that being said once they land and things start getting all like nazi scientists and zombie i was super yeah and people in the movie were like cheering and yes it was great i mean this is also a movie that made me feel weirdly patriotic yeah um <laughs> because it was nice to see a time when we all agreed that nazis are the enemies right thank you uh, <laughs> and it, i really really enjoyed watching a person of color and a woman blow fucking the heads off of a bunch oh, of the zombies yeah. so that was that was pretty great and it's just like you mentioned the, the gore is really great it's just a fun movie it is a B-movie delight. Mm-hmm. There's like a, a handful of sort of horror movies that are like zombie war movies. But this one was the most fun in my opinion. Yeah. Really great score. Really great characters. The I woman enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah. And the woman's really great. Even the little kid, which can sometimes be annoying yeah, in the he's movie, fine. was really great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was, like I said, it was like the most patriotic movie I saw. It was. So right after I saw it, I called my dad and I was like, dad, you have to go see this movie. You're going to love yeah. it because he loves these kinds of movies uh-huh. and apparently he looked on on demand to, to try to find it and <clears throat> there was another movie that came out this year called nazi overlord oh god mm-hmm. which he thought was that movie so he watched it and then he called me a couple days later and he's, and he's like, like what, what the, the fuck, fuck is wrong with you that movie was terrible why did you <laughs> why did you make me watch this and i was like You're no like, you no dad the wrong you got the mockbuster yeah. <laughs> awesome so yes, ladies, I I recommend if you have not seen Overlord yet. Yeah, I think all of you would shit. like it. Yeah, I really wanted to. Um, <laughs> I was kind of dating two guys at the same time, and they both were like, "Oh, we should go to Overlord." Yeah, and they're both like they're both horror fans, and they're both like, "Hey, we should go to Overlord." And I'm like, "Mm-hmm," and then I yeah couldn't juggle my time. Oh, oh my goodness! I missed it. Yeah, it sounds great. I haven't seen it yeah. yet, but it sounds great. And one of the things that I feel like 2018 did for me personally is like I usually really don't like revenge movies, and there were a few this year that I loved. Uh-huh. And you're making me think like the reason this is I would a revenge watch this, fantasy. Yeah, it is. A, oh yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. anti-Nazi stuff that that kind of goes this way is a revenge fantasy to me. And so yes. there's a part where they tape a live grenade inside the mouth of a fucking zombie and oh, blow his head so off. Good. It's, oh, uh, nice. So good. This sounds awesome. I was like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right number nine jody what's our number nine number nine is the endless Ooh, tell me about the endless and tell me about what you thought of it Ooh, oh i was worried you were gonna put me on the spot because i don't really know what to say about this movie it's um so this is one um that was made by the same directors as another movie that came out a few years ago, which the name now escapes me. Resolution. Uh, Resolution. Um, <clears throat> which I didn't know at the time, which I, I had seen a couple of years ago, but I didn't know when I was watching it until certain things happened in the movie that are quite familiar. And I thought, hang on a minute. <laughs> Some, serious, <laughs> <laughs> Some serious Googling when I got home. Um, but it's essentially about uh, these two brothers who escape from a, um, um, a UFO death cult. And they're trying to get on with their lives and one of them wants to kind of go back and kind of uh, get some closure from having left and the other one's quite reluctant to do that but he agrees and they go back and then things just start kind of coming out of the woodwork and going a bit strange and i don't want to say too much without ruining it 
but it's a movie that it's I would be like not to, to spoil. Movies. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. and I would like to watch it again and watch Resolution again because you said that something kind of solidified for you when you saw it, and I I didn't get that because I think it had been too long since I'd seen Resolution. Resolution ends in a way that is so open ended, and I feel like things in this movie you can retroactively go back and get like i understand what's happening in this movie yeah like i think when i i watched them almost back to back because mm-hmm. i was gonna watch the endless and rachel was like you know you might want to watch resolution first so I like how do you tell someone to watch resolution first without you know what yeah, I mean? it's very i tried it last year with another movie with jody and she was like not biting i was like <laughs> god damn it how do i make you watch the movie you need to watch first without spoiling it's a prequel to the movie <laughs> 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 but I watched him a couple, just a couple days apart, and I think mm-hmm. that worked really well. I bet, yeah, really that's what well. I need to do. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, because the resolution it does end kind of open ended, and you feel like you sort of have a grasp a little bit of what you're like. Happening. I get what you're getting at. I don't know if it totally nailed it, but like I like the idea enough that I'm okay with this open ending. Yeah, and I really liked resolution mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I thought the two main characters were great, and it right. was ama- it was awesome to see them again. Um, but yeah, it definitely became a lot more clear in the endless. And I just, man, I just liked it so much. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was so interesting and thought provoking and different and mm-hmm. yeah, just really, really good. Yeah. This is the movie that I got the most excited while I was watching yeah. it this year uh-huh. because like as things start coming together and you realize what's happening, there is an added bonus of having seen resolution experience is so good yeah like it took me a minute even though i just seen it it took me a minute to kind of figure out what was going on when mm-hmm. stuff started sort of repeating yeah um but yeah the payoff is great yes i mean and here's the thing is like we keep talking about it it being this really cool connection kind of thing but i i mean even on its own i really like this movie mm-hmm. a lot i felt like the mystery was really good um anytime i see something that like aaron moorhead and justin vincent are doing together like i'm already interested like they did some vhs stuff uh-huh. and then uh, obviously resolution and now this it was already on my radar just knowing who was behind it this movie definitely solidified for me that these are like two filmmakers that I'm interested in. Yeah. Uh, whatever comes in the future. I'm oh, yeah. I would watch anything that they did after this. So definitely loved The Endless. That was... that, And it was fun watching other people discover it. Mm. Right, anybody else have anything to say about it? Jody? Uh, Justin Benson really looks like my friend Chris. So that kind of like threw me quite a lot. You know, Chris from Exploding <laughs> Files. That, yeah. I can mm. see that. I was wondering yeah. if we were going to talk about Justin Beers- Benson's handsome beardy face. But... <laughs> <laughs> But I would imagine that would be weird for you now that you've just said that it, like, he looks like yeah. Chris. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's kind of hot. Oh, I also think han- Chris is a very handsome beardy yeah. face as well. So it's, you know, all in the Venn diagram. Sure. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Number eight. Sarah, this was your number one. So why don't you tell us about number eight? Okay. It's Assassination Nation. And it's the story of what happens when a small town gets hacked. And at first it starts off being really funny and then it's basically turns into a giant mob mentality and then when it's pinned on one teenage girl the town just goes completely insane and the reason why this was on my number one is because i've never felt so traumatized by a movie that has made me go oh my god that was like tense and traumatizing and i feel like i've been punched in the chest and i want to see it again 
Mm. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. And, and they have a, uh, a content warning in the beginning, and they're not fucking kidding. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you kind of laugh it off. You're like, oh, ha, 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 because we've all seen that movie that's, like, absurdist uh, horror comedy where, like, you know, stuff's going on and you're laughing it off. Like, the first 15 minutes of this movie, you're laughing, and then you're not. You're going, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. The entire time. I mean, I I love this film. This is why it was it was my number one. There's and the things that were the scariest about it are the things that were so real. I mean, first the mayor of the town gets hacked, and it turns out that he is uh, he likes to dress in women's clothes clothing and is on all these different fetish sites. And he uh, does a Bud uh, Bud Dyer and Dwyer and, and uh, goes in front of his constituents to do a press conference and blows his brains out in front. Of him. The next to get hacked is the school principal, and it's like, you know, he's considered, you know, everybody's like, oh, he's a pedophile because he's got pictures of his of his kid in the right. on his phone that his kid in the bath, his three year old daughter, okay, or two year old daughter, and it's like his reputation gets ruined, and everybody's like, oh, you know, so righteous in their anger about this man being a pedophile, and then it's like this person gets hacked, and then this person gets hacked, and it's like, you know, the anger keeps shifting until they finally have a scapegoat to blame and once that happens the whole town kind of gets together and you know the for me one of the one of the worst parts is they have this girl's friends in the back of a a police car and they're looking for the for the girl and they keep telling themselves we're good people we're gonna make this town great again we're we're doing what's right we're the victims here yeah, but we're all good yeah. people. We're mm-hmm. doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. As they're getting mm-hmm. ready to lynch a transgender person and boyfriend has gotten the shit kicked out of them and they're trying to make the boyfriend lynch this person and you know, they're you know, they're they've just killed a you know, a woman and have beat up some teenage girls trying to, you know, get this one girl that, that has been, you know, scapegoated. Because there is a definite like Salem witch trials yeah theme here yeah also the um the the use of <clears throat> witch hunt like men using the word witch hunt and mm-hmm. kind of like perverting that meaning yeah and, okay so this uh, this one girl maybe sends naked selfies to a guy she's sort of having an affair with and she's ruined his life because he is trying to sleep with her and there's no kind of all the blame is put on her instead of him. Yeah. And now it's right. Well, we have to we have to kill these girls because they're the ones that are, you know, they're the demonized ones. Yeah, and like I don't of... like I don't know about you, but like that scene where she comes home and her parents are like, "Is this true? Is this true?" Like, the person that would have been would have been thrown out of the house, at least from like you know my family, wouldn't have been the teenage girl. It, you know, mm. right? The men in my family would have all been in jail because they would have kicked the shit out of that dude. You know, for soliciting yeah. a teenage girl for nudes, not. Because the teenage girl sent nudes. Yeah, right. So, I mean, it's, but it's that man, it's that mentality though. I mean, I've seen it. Yeah, I, I just felt like it was kind of um, encapsulating the, uh, if I get accused of rape, my life is ruined. You know, my career is over. Mm-hmm. And the experiences of the alleged victims don't matter. And that's, that, that's what the movie felt like it was saying to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Uh-huh. <sighs> I feel like such a <laughs> hater. I wanted to love this movie so much. And the movie that you guys are describing is like, I, I, that is the movie for me. Mm-hmm. But there was something about the execution of this movie that did not resonate for me. 
but I, I want to yeah. love it. And the things that you're saying about it, I feel like it does say those things. And so I spent like a week. You can, Matilda will tell you. I'm like, <laughs> what, what? I don't know how I feel about this movie. Why do I not? Yeah. Why am I not in love with this movie? And I think for me, like it was, I think thematically, politically, all of those things lined up. But my problem was that it's a movie that purports to be like sending up the male gaze but instead like can't get out of its own way yeah yeah um i kind of described this movie this i feel bad because you guys love this so much but i described this movie as like the drunk guy at the party that like is not respecting your personal space but is wearing a this is what a feminist looks like t-shirt right um because it's like we're on the same page politically but like you can't like it, but you can't get out of your own way. Um, but that being said, there were like some really cool moments in this movie. Like I think the representation of the trans character in particular yeah, is the great. thing that like keeps me from being able to fully dismiss this movie. I is agree. Because yeah. it's so fucking good. Yeah, she was a fully realized character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- all mm-hmm. of her experiences in high school I thought were authentic and made sense and mm-hmm. um yeah and her relationship with the other girls was great yeah yeah but it's I, Harry I... Neff who was also in Transparent mm. oh, excellent okay. I never, in this. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen that mm. I mean she's fucking great yeah mm-hmm. and I think that the movie gets gets a lot of things with her right yes yeah um like she gets to be like a sexual and desirable person mm-hmm. yep. but also like the way that they that people turn on the person that has sex with her seems right and mm-hmm. i don't know i i, I really and blame her. her for it yeah yes. and decide that the solution to that is to to get her yeah to kill mm-hmm. her and also continuing my very troubling pattern of being attracted to the wrong people like the joel McHale daddy stuff like <laughs> awakened something in me <laughs> oh, no. oh. i know Dude, I, I was just no, I was so grossed I, out by that you're, when she said that. I know. I am like, grossed out like, hey, by daddy. myself. I'm like, <laughs> when she's like, "Be gentle, daddy," I was like, "Oh damn, oh damn." Well, the good news I'll is there are plenty of non-gross ways to play with that if you decide. You yeah, that's it. true. <laughs> Jesus, I was like, "What the fuck is wrong?" I'm sitting there. I'm working on a Christmas craft, watching this movie, and like, we got to the daddy stuff, and I was like setting aside the crap because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as it popped up cat was like "Ooh, gross i'm like no no no, not, not i don't think that's her actual dad i'm pretty sure that was the guy she was talking to that yeah. kid she babysits she's like yeah yeah, yeah. it's still gross <laughs> yeah it's gross <laughs> i know it's gross <laughs> but sometimes you know the lady she wants what she wants like... <laughs> well sometimes repulsion and desire are right next yeah, to each other yeah very right? true like i've never been like into joel McHale at all before like i thought oh, he's really? funny but not like i was never like it never went downstairs before so like so yeah moving on <laughs> anybody else i'm sorry i feel like i talked over other people other people no, I mean, I think I felt a similar way to you. Like, there was a lot of individual pieces of this movie that I really liked, that made sense to me, that were good. But there was something, like, I just, yeah, I, I didn't know how I felt about it at the end. And I still feel like I don't completely know how I feel about I want I want to watch the movie. Like, the thing is, all the stuff that Sarah and Jody highlighted about this movie yeah. are things that I'm very interested in. Yeah. Yes. 
So yes. that's why it's very. It's I have Maybe this weird cognitive dissonance happening yeah. around mm-hmm. this movie. But I think that that's actually a reason to see it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I was kind of glad it ended up on the list, even though I didn't put it on mine, because I feel like it's a very like, it's a polarizing like yeah. thought provoking film. See yeah, it? that to me recommends a movie. You yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it might have been elevated a little bit for me because when I saw the trailers, I thought it was just going to be a Purge clone, just like yeah, another, like yeah, you know, I can see. Why and, it, and, and there's elements of that, but it wasn't really, it really wasn't that at all. No. Yeah. That's my surprise. Yeah, I had a really similar experience too, where I was like, "Why don't I love this more? Mm. Yeah, like this should be for me." Um, other than the generational things it is um, the most millennial movie that it is the most millennial made. movie yeah. yeah but it really it is millennial because most millennials are like hitting their like late 20s early 30s now okay so what is zennial okay, so it's gen zennial it's the most zennial yeah i ended up feeling like there was something like they were saying all the right things what i said to rachel when after i watched this is i felt like an ai had read a bunch of feminist articles and gone and made a feminist horror movie, but there was something that didn't emotionally land for me. Like all the trigger warnings at the beginning were the input, like that's what they put into the AI. They're right. like, okay, <laughs> masculinity, violence. I really should have liked it. Like all of those things should be, they're all themes I'm interested in. I'm super interested in like Salem witch trial stuff and the blaming mm. of like teenage female desire mm-hmm. or teenage female existence for like men's desire like all of those are interesting to me but I ended up feeling a little bit like there were places where in the same way that natural born killers um Oliver Stone said this is a critique of violence in movies and I just felt like it was a total celebration (laughs) yeah (laughs) um like the scenes I think part of it was the early scenes of all the girls lying around Mm-hmm. taking sexy selfies and that felt a little inauthentic to me like that felt like somebody's idea of what teenage girls do yeah that's almost exactly what I said to Rachel earlier about like those scenes and then also like the one where she's um the principal brings the main girl into his office about the artwork that she had been doing oh yeah and she gives uh-huh. this, like long speech and like the individual words of her speech, I felt like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get what you're saying. You're right about that. But there's something where it was just like, it didn't ring authentic or true. But again, there were yeah. parts that I liked about it. So I don't know. Right. No. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I can't, fi- I can't, I can't figure it. out my own reaction. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I think we'll figure this out by 2019. Yeah. For me, though, I think that was part of it because, I mean, it really sat with me. It really made me want to, like, think about it and, like, see it again and see what I had just watched was real. And I, that's why it was, you know, it was my number one is because it, it was that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. see that. I can see that. Yeah, because it stuck with you and it kind of made you feel mixed things yeah yeah that's fair yeah i mean the thing is is it's probably the movie that we have talked about the most Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah like every time i talk to matilda i'm like how are you sitting with that movie i don't know (laughs) 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 all right well uh, let's move on to number seven ariel i'm putting you on the spot mama what's number seven a quiet place sorry just kidding. <laughs> that wasn't for you. That was for all the people in the theater eating really loudly when I saw this. Oh, that's so sad. I 
saw it at home, so that probably that was a wise helps. choice. <laughs> that was a wise choice. Yeah, because I would have been that would have irritated the fuck out of me and would have taken you right out of the movie. Oh yes. So tell me, uh, this was on your list. What what made? Yeah, you it was. I think one? this was like my number two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, I really really liked this movie. I think what what did it for me is one of the things I like best in horror is like tension building over long periods of time that Mm -hmm. tends to be what um scares me the most what makes me kind of like clench up inside you know Mm -hmm. and this movie has tons of that on top of that because nobody is really talking in the entire movie there's so much of the sort of fear and emotion and sadness and grief that's just all on the actors faces and they did such a good job with that even the kids are like phenomenal Mm -hmm. at that but like um Shit, what's the guy's name? John Krasinski. Yeah. Um, man, his eyebrows, they really can emote so much. I, I You know what? As a connoisseur of eyebrow <laughs> acting, I agree. I agree. That's some good brow work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A subset of wig cup. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some wigs coming up, ladies. <laughs> Don't you worry. It, it did not go unnoticed. Wig cup was on the case. It was like, wah, wah. The, the sirens were a blowing. Sorry. But, um... <laughs> Sorry. Kill me. Um, but yeah, I just, I loved it. I loved this movie. I thought the monsters were really cool. Oh, the monsters were so um, fucking upsetting. They were so creepy. Yeah. And when they, when like the head Ooh, opens don't up. don't even talk about it. And you see the like ear <laughs> thing and you start realizing what's happening there. It's so creepy. Um, the whole setup of like how they're preparing for the birth of this baby is really chilling and upsetting. Um, there's the, a death the soundproof baby box. Yeah, is pretty intense. Yeah, with o- an oxygen tank. Yeah. like holy fuck. But yeah. uh, and the death got to me. I mean, I was like sobbing when it happened. It did. Yes. Well, you have such like a beautiful relationship with your dad. Like, I would imagine that's like probably a, a point of yeah. Emotional. That's, that's probably sort of... true probably true i was the only one of my friends that was crying <laughs> so that wasn't great you just but... have a delicate heart i appreciate it <laughs> thank you <laughs> but um yeah this movie worked for me on a lot of levels and i know that they worked really hard to get all the sign language mm-hmm. to be really authentic because i know uh my younger sister takes asl and then they have them spend like a lot of time in different deaf communities and like uh copy shops and just like being around people and that that really helped her kind of figure out the language more than a classroom because it's so um, expressive and different and changing constantly just like any other language and I know Mm -hmm. that um, in a lot of movies they get that really wrong so I think that it was pretty cool that they actually spent some time to make sure they got it right yeah definitely how about you Jody would you what you had some thoughts on this um yeah I I really liked it I'm not quite as much as Ariel but there were just a few things that didn't quite land for me um Mm -hmm. which I didn't want these things to take me out of the movie, but they did. And I, I guess I don't want to go into spoilers too much because there were some things that were set up so well, like the the nail on the step. Ooh, like, yeah. Ooh, Oof. Like, like that made me that made me really squirm. The birth yeah. scene was mm-hmm. uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't gruesome. You don't get a gruesome uh, childbirth scene, but everything leading up to it is so yeah. tense and so painful. And that moment where she screams and the fireworks go off is that's that's incredible filmmaking. There were just a couple of little bits, like. Um, when they go to the waterfall, and I was thinking, could you not use this logic? Right. 
Yeah, yes. no. Like, that's, why that's is your really house not directly under the <laughs> yeah. water? Right. And I'm trying to kind of by that river? explain it to myself that if if there's something that is blocking out some noise, it means maybe they couldn't hear monsters approaching them. So I kind of talk myself. Also, into how going, do you oh, build okay, a fine. shelter there? Right, because it kind right, of seems sure. seem like they either lived there before or took most likely took over that house. And but I feel yeah, like you spend to... a lot of your day there, right? Like you don't t- yeah. you don't take your kid like look at this magical place that's been nearby this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> where you can have a conversation or like why is the birthroom? not set up next to right. the fucking yeah no that's ball. that's a fair criticism yeah and, and these things wouldn't um be difficult to just explain with a line or two in the movie but then you don't want to be told everything it's, it's good yeah. to, to be yeah. shown things but there were just a couple of little things like that that didn't land but um i i liked it a lot more the second time and i cried the second time i watched it not the first Aww. time but, yeah. you also have good. a beautiful relationship <laughs> with your father that's true <laughs> I'm just dead inside, I guess. I don't know. You cry at tons of stuff, Rachel. I know. You're right. What am I talking about? I'm like a bottomless well of fucking tears. I'm not dead inside. I'm drowned with fucking tears. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this, I think this movie is one of the most tense of the entire year. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Particularly as we referred to that nail childbirth scene. That's oh, my favorite yeah. childbirth scene ever. I hate. Really I normally hate them. This one made me <laughs> like it. Um, um, I also like you guys talk about. I love the inclusion of a deaf character that is actually played by a deaf actor. I thought was mm-hmm. great because, like in reality, that the deaf actor was able to like influence choices made in the filmmaking that improved it when and sort of sort of illustrates why it's important to have representation done in a way that actually represents the people yeah, that are being sure portrayed. Yeah, better and more yeah. authentic. And, and I also like that her deafness ultimately readied them for the world that they would need to, like, through the ability to survive in this world. In yeah, because that... they were able to sign. They had a really easy way, a tool to communicate that right. they wouldn't have had if she hadn't been part of their family. Right. Mm-hmm. And so often disability is treated like yes. an you know, an impediment to survival yes. or like a burden. And yeah, it's like something they shoehorn in so that the bad guy gets can get closer to yeah. defeating them. I mean, yeah. like let's like, let's all remember Frank from Texas Chainsaw of, Massacre. Yes, yeah. You know yes. what I mean? Like she, this character is like the polar opposite of Frank, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that that plus the tension to me made it one of the best movies of the year. Like I think mm-hmm. the Jody's criticisms are totally on point. Yeah. But I also think this was a really solid during its runtime yeah and, and they wouldn't have bothered me if i didn't like the rest of it so much yeah that's yeah. true that's fair that. and um, i was a little sad that i didn't get the full um you said that there were people like eating snacks and stuff in the cinema I, i've heard anecdotally here in the uk that packed screenings were just deadly silent and people weren't even opening their snacks because they were so worried about making a noise that's and i cool. wish i'd been in this packed screening like that i went on like a sunday morning and there's barely anybody there so it was quiet but i didn't get like that sense of everyone is hushed yeah, because that would be good to have everybody else be tense around you. Yeah, and, and yeah. therein lies the difference between British and American. Right. I was just gonna say, <laughs> oh, Americans are like, "Fuck this, my popcorn." <laughs> I think it's like y'all had tea and we all had coffee and we can't fucking control ourselves. <laughs> 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 we just had like a, a, a cup of tea. Things would be much better. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right, any other thoughts before we move on to number six? Nope. nope. All right. Matilda, tell us about number six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait. I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> I guess your name hasn't been, you know, I want to make sure you get a chance to talk. Uh, Sarah, tell us about number six. Uh, number six this is, is the, the other s- movie we've talked a lot about. <laughs> yeah. The, the Summer 84. Yeah. Yes, correct. Um, this movie is about a teenage boy who is into conspiracy theories and he becomes convinced that his cop, next door neighbor is a serial killer 
who is killing young boys. They're at the perfect age. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so creepy. creepy. <laughs> All right. So, did, what did you like about this movie? Let's start with the positive and then we'll let Matilda unleash the Let me buzz kill the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't believe you didn't like it. I mean, I liked the. I I thought it was a lot of fun. It just... There were parts of it I really liked. I, I just couldn't get past something. Yeah. I mean, the. Like, Ariel, what did you think of this movie? Um, okay, so I feel like this movie was kind of a perfect setup for me because I I really like, like in Stephen King movies, you know how there's always that part when there are young boys or young kids where it's just them like having fun in the summer and like mm-hmm. hanging out and being I want to play that game with the walkie-talkie. Yes. It's just, like fun. Yes, yeah. it's yeah. so much fun. So I love that part of those movies. And so this had that. And then also... Um, so Rear Window is one of my favorite movies, and mm. I um, broke my ankle like a lot of times you growing up. You broke a bone? I am shocked. <laughs> I, broke, I spent so much time in a cast during puberty, in fact, that my left calf is forever smaller than my right by about an inch and a half. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, I always had this dream of having my Jimmy Stewart moment and like, Getting to That's solve your dream? <laughs> Some people are like, murder. world peace, feed the hunger. You're like, <laughs> I want to see someone get two. murdered. I mean, I was young. I don't know if I actually and thought about the fact. Believed. <laughs> I don't know if I actually thought about the fact that somebody would actually have to die for this to take place. But like, I wanted to solve a murder. You okay, know? that I totally like, get. You know how in the 80s, there used to be those commercials on TV where they would advertise like mail order courses you could take to get certified and like bullshit? Yeah, and they always had the PI one. Oh, yeah. I yeah. tried to con my parents into getting me that for Christmas one year. Oh, <laughs> so badly I wanted to solve a murder. <laughs> but anyway, so like I said, this is like a perfect setup for me. And there's so many things about this movie that I love. There's such uh, creepiness with the neighbor, and but then they constantly kind of switch back and forth. Where then you're like, wait a second he's wrong about this. It's going to be somebody else. Uh-huh. And then you're like, wait, no, it is him. Wait, no, it's not. Um, and then the last like 20 minutes goes in a totally crazy it direction sure that yeah. I did not expect and yeah. totally loved. The yeah. ending is so good and dark. And when they amazing. find that bathtub, that was just like, Oh God. Oh man. Uh-huh. Yeah. That bathtub scene. Is it reminds great. me of the bathtub in in the basement of silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Like yeah. Yes. unexplained yeah. The, the, the body the sludge <laughs> yeah. Sarah what did you like about this movie I thought the relationship with the kids was great I you know his uh, his relationship with the babysitter or his former babysitter how she was you know how she was kind of uh, messing with his friends making him think that there was stuff going on and he was kind of just like uh, uh, you know she was like you know, joking with him, but making his friends think that he, that there was something going on between the two of them. Um, they had, I think they had a great relationship just the way, like what you find out with this, what, what he's buying all the soil for. And you're like, okay, never mind. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matilda, this feels like a good time for you to chime in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, I feel so bad because I feel like I'm just like the hater on the first half of this list. So I, there were parts of this movie that I really, really liked, but Rachel, I remember you and I talked about it and you were like, I was like, I couldn't, there was this thing about it and you, 
I don't know if other people have this experience as a feminist when someone like brings you a thing they love and you're just like sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why I was like, you're not allowed to watch Die Hard. Get yeah. away from my Die Hard. <laughs> so I, I, I understand there's so much like good '80s nostalgia right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this wanted to be in there, but I feel like the way that this let us know that we were in the 80s was by being the most regressive introduction of a female character that I have seen in 30 years. Um, oh, by looking at the, by the, look, watching her from the window? Yeah, but you know, the good guy is watching her is, you know, violating her rights in a nice way, but his mm-hmm. friend is violating her rights in a creepy way, right? But she's kind of charmed by the way that her former baby city is right. watching her through the window. Ugh, I could not. <laughs> you know, I was like, you're, you're not wrong. I mean, that's the thing, could like, not do it. I like, liked this movie, but when you made that criticism, I was like, I have no fucking argument. For yeah. That. I that don't have an argument. Correct. You know, okay. I, I mean, I hope maybe that, no, no, I don't. No, there's, there is no argument. She is correct. <laughs> no, like this is, I mean, to me, this is what we don't have to tolerate anymore <laughs> in right. horror, right? This is something in the genre that was so prevalent in the 80s. Yeah. And I feel like, oh, good, we don't have to tolerate that anymore. There's been kind of like agreement about that. Apparently not. Um, yeah. So that bummed me mm. out. And then I have to also say, this is a minor spoiler, but the way that the fat kid is killed also felt similar um, mm. in terms of the like butchering the pig shot. Yeah, there was just an... I have to say, like, the serial killer next door stuff, the, like, bait and switch of is he, isn't he, that stuff was all great. The bathtub was great. The pictures on the walls. Oh, yeah. The pictures pictures were so good. But I do think, you know, like, part of me just wanted to, like, shake the director and be like, be better. Like, you don't have to. We're done with this now. No, I I hear you. You're totally right. I mean, yeah, I loved this movie, but there's definitely a problem with it. I mean, it's kind of in the way that you love problematic movies from the 80s. Like, it it does a very good job. I didn't think of it this way because I was like, this reminds me of 80s movies, and that's what I love about it. But it means you have to. I know, but here's the thing. I think the reason why. I think the reason why until we had that conversation at lunch, I didn't totally see it is exactly what Rachel is saying like I think I was watching it like I was watching an 80s movie and so I think the reason I didn't see it see that the problem with it is like twofold like one there was so much about that movie that I really yeah. really loved and that totally resonated with me and then two I think Rachel's right that it's so a mid-80s movie that I it codes in a way that you kind of that shit just yeah sort of that like flies you're under the radar. You kind of you know forgive in the same way that I stupidly still like pretty in pink either even Oof, though long yeah. duck dong is like it's not a horrific good. character even though ducky is like an incel from hell yeah yes. oh wait yeah. oh, i didn't mean yeah. pretty in pink i meant you 16, 16 candles, candles but you know what but same all... difference right <laughs> you can just say john hughes yeah. <laughs> say but john like hughes. i still love the movies and it's like you recognize that that's bad uh-huh. and this shouldn't have happened but it did and i feel like i right I but we've been this conditioned movie. from the 80s to be like yeah and i think i watched the same way and i think like but Matilda you're completely right about it no and I agree like I you know I will watch a John Hughes movie (laughs) absolutely and love them but I just feel like when we're doing it in 2018 I don't know that there's really an excuse that's fair yeah and like I know we're going to talk about Halloween later and like how that for me like solves so many problems with slashers Mm -hmm. okay Um, well well, can, can I ask you a question Matilda yeah do you like Riverdale 
I haven't watched it. Okay, because the, 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 the uh, pilot starts with Betty watching Archie get changed through his window. I mean, is is that just as problematic? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know having not seen it. Yeah. Like how it's done. I feel like... Um, <clears throat> so as long like as it's tastefully done? Way... It's what? As long as it's tastefully done? No, no, no. Not as long as it's tastefully <laughs> done. But I feel like this... There are ways to do that that kind of like flip it or interrogate something. And this movie didn't feel like it did anything interesting with it. Do you mean like that, that bit in Cabin in the Woods where they've got the um, the window between the two bedrooms? I don't know that I remember that. There's a part where they first get to the cabin and the Jesse Williams character goes in his room and the like main red-haired girl goes in her room. And she has a painting on the wall that turns out is actually like a one-way mirror, a one-way window. Oh, and right. he starts mm-hmm. to see her change, and then he, like, runs in and stops her. Right, and I also don't know that, like, a woman watching a guy through a window has the same cultural weight. Yeah, or pi- power dynamic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's creepy, don't peep on people. But I don't think yeah. it's the same thing, and I don't think there's the same sort of legacy harassment. Right, and, like, kind of um, encouragement of girls to be flattered by that kind of behavior. Yeah. That's true, too. Mm-hmm. The, like, if he's hitting you, he likes you. It yeah. means he likes you kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's a good question, though, Sarah. Good topic. It is, yeah. We might have to dig into that on another episode. Like, maybe we should, like, watch, like, Peeping Tom and, like, something else. You know what I mean? Like, see yeah. if we can find some sort of, yeah. like, modern equivalent yeah. of that and talk about, like, That could be the awesome. movie for Ariel's list. Yeah. So I'll just say, you know, like, there was, so, there was so much to love about this movie, and I have an internal humorless feminist, and she just, you know, would not <laughs> have a really hard time with this one. That's fair. All right. Well, I'll right. appreciate right. your note. humorless feminist. That's our, new, that's our new podcast, the humorless feminist. <laughs> Everybody will listen. Yeah, yeah that's going to be a winner, for sure. I mean, I would listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, this was, this did not make my list, but I did like this movie, and I, I feel bad because I've recommended it multiple times over the year Uh um it's directed by the same team that did turbo kid a few years ago which i absolutely love and feel confident that the politics are okay on (laughs) um i cannot recommend that one highly enough um that movie was very much a love letter to like 80s sci-fi nostalgia and this one is a love letter to like 80s kids horror with all the good and bad stuff. Like, you go back and watch Monster Squad, which I love. That is a problematic as fuck movie. Like, the use of faggot is yeah quite intense. Um, And so the thing is, is, like, this 80s take did not shed some of its problematic stuff. But I, without your, without the, uh, my humorless feminist was clearly wooed by this movie and was not speaking <laughs> up like it should have. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I still... I think all of your criticisms are totally valid and correct, but I do still think there are mo- reasons to recommend this movie. Yeah. Oh, I um, agree. It's just what kind of kept it off my top ten, I think. Totally is, fair. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, like, the score in this movie is yeah. fantastic, and so, too, is the score in Turbo Kid. Like, they have a very particular sort of, like, synthwave soundtrack to their movies that I like a lot. Um But what I kind of liked about this movie, even though it was not subversive in the way of, like, shedding some of the problematic 80s stuff, I did kind of like how it was this, like, this is an 80s movie. This is the formula. You know how this is going to end. So then when the movie ends the way it does on that, like, super fucking grim note, um, it's it's shocking. Um, And much more, like, authentic in how it would go if a bunch of teenagers 
decided to take on a serial killer. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought that was ballsy, that it, like, took this sort of Amblin kind of formula and, like, completely subverted it in the end. You know, like, the monster doesn't win exactly, but he also isn't taken down by the dastardly kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Right, because in the 80s, it never really goes there, right? And no. This really went no, there. it always ends on, like, And it was shocking no. when it happened. Yes, it was. I was so surprised. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I think the casting of Rich Summer as the, like, sort of doughy, unassuming monster next door mm-hmm. is fucking fantastic. Because he does mm. have one of those faces that can fool you he is the monster under the sweet face yeah because he's like either a teddy bear or like a monster and that makes him 10 times scarier yep yep so so yeah i think this is another this these two right here in the middle are pretty you know assassination nation and this one are pretty like they're divisive but they're interesting and like i think emblematic of the year overall yeah yeah, and right. I may be alone, and I totally, you're you know, no, you're I often alone. envy people that. who are able to turn this off. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to number five. Jody, what's number five? Oh, yeah. So uh, this was actually a 2017 movie for me, but uh, uh, I came out in 2018 for you guys. So uh, this Asterisk. is the Asterisk. <laughs> yeah, Asterisk. 2017-18. <laughs> uh, uh, it's uh, The Ritual. Yes. Um, so this is the one where um, there's a group of uh, four guys, well, it um, starts with five um, guys and they're planning um, a holiday together and they're trying to decide where to go and they've all got very different ideas about where they'd like to go on holiday. I think they're college friends or high school friends, I don't know if they specify how they know each other. Mm-hmm. They've been friends for a long time. And then unfortunately one of them is killed in a, um, a, a robbery gone wrong. <clears throat> so the remaining four decide to go ahead with their trip anyway and do the trip that he would have wanted to do, which is hiking through, is it Sweden or Norway? Yes, Sweden. I think it's Sweden. Um, and, yeah, to varying success, they're kind of complaining. But then um, there's an accident and they have to kind of take a different route through the spooky woods and then things get spooky and a little kind of Blair Witchy and a bit sort of scary and a bit ritually and mm, scary. yeah that guy was a punk ass i've torn my meniscus and you know oh really i felt very (laughs) dominant was his name dominic i felt very like dominic identified i was like that is so me i'm the worst (laughs) i see yeah two years ago when i had knee surgery it was the it was to repair my meniscus i i for you know probably the last you know two and a half years before that i'd been walking around with the tear and it's like Okay, occasionally, yeah, oh. I, I you know go upstairs and my knee pinches or something. But I mean, oh. even like when I actually did it, and I remember when I did it because it was just you know that pop and that sharp shoot shoot of pain. It was uh, just like, oh crap, yeah. that hurts. And then you know you go on for the day. So I don't know. I just thought he was being a. I just thought he was being a lazy wuss. <laughs> Suck it up, dude. Move on. <laughs> All right, Sarah, you had some thoughts on this movie. Yeah. Have oh. you, has everybody seen this? Yeah, I've way? seen it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I love this movie, man. The yeah. Oh yeah. man, it was good. it was yeah. pretty awesome. I mean, just the especially like once you get into like all the the folklore stuff, it's just yeah, it's great. The imagery, the you know, all of it was just awesome. And their their yep. dreams, yeah. but I mean, especially like I would freak the fuck out if I woke up in my underwear in front of that altar. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure who had the roughest dream. Like they are oh, all man. so bad, yeah, all yeah, brutal. And it was, yeah, that scene in that cabin was so good with those dreams. They were terrifying, and yeah. I think I've, those images really stick with you. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if I had walked into that cabin and saw that thing, I would have noped the fuck out of there and taken my chance sleeping in the mm-hmm. woods. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, the minute I saw the like 
deer hanging from a tree, I would have been like, and about face. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this um, this is number three on my list. That's how much I love this movie. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is the most like straight up horror movie on this entire list. Yeah. Like this is, you know, like some of these things skirt other um, genres. No, 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 no. This one is straight up horror. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's actually like most things don't scare me. This movie was tense and creepy. Um, I was a big fan of the book coming into this movie, and so I was really excited to see it. But I was also nervous, because if you really love a book, very, very, very rarely does the movie, like, live up to it. But in this case, I actually think not only did it live up to it, it kind of improved on the book. It fixed some problems with the book. There were some things I missed in terms of character development and the dynamics between the friends that had to be, like, excised for runtime, which is kind of a bummer. But that being said, like... Ultimately, I thought this was actually a really fantastic adaptation of it. Um, I like they they tweaked some of the folklore. They tweaked some of the people that like in terms of people they meet in the the woods and stuff. Like they they excise some characters and they replace them with the villagers. And I like that to me gives it that like folklore mm-hmm. wicker man mm-hmm. kind of vibe that I am so fucking here for always. Um, but ultimately, I think what really fucking solidified oh, yeah. this movie is the creature design. Yes. Movie. It's beautiful. It is incredible and uncanny. And, like, it's one of those things that usually when you see the monster, it, like, demystifies the monster. It, like, makes it less scary. But because it's so fucking uncanny, the more it reveals, the more terrifying it becomes. And it's like no, no other monster yeah. I've seen on screen. This movie, mm-hmm. it's, it's so it's different. iconic. Yes. I feel like this is on par with the spider head in the thing in terms of just yeah terrifying creature design. Yeah, because so many monsters you see are like similar to some other movie that yeah. you've recently yeah. seen. But this one was just like just the absolute oh, so perversion so of the human form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which always so adds awesome. that extra creep layer when like you recognize yourself in it somewhat. Yes. But like it's wrong just the hand the human Ugh. hands next to the tusks oh, yes. <laughs> like it's just so fucked up oh, I so it. <laughs> such a good movie uh, and like uh, the the thing is also just like the use of the woods is yeah. so well done in this and there are a lot of movies that use the wood because there is something like you do feel immediately vulnerable like you have taken like 50 steps down the food chain the minute you like get lost in the woods <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. like in the ocean right like you know you're on the plate you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well established the way that it uses the sameness of all of the mm-hmm. the woods and the lack like, of is, light because it's is such a dense so forest. disorienting yes mm-hmm. loved this movie um i'm glad i'm glad other people saw it and it made it on the list yeah and i think it's i think it's one of the ones that definitely like creeped me out for the longest period of time afterward all right shall we move on yeah matilda tell us about number four all right so our number four pick is suspiria uh the 2018 version so how many of us saw this so this is the only movie on the list that i actually didn't get a chance to see i didn't see it how about you Insert in. Okay, I'll try to be non-spoilery. Oh, about it's this. fine. Talk oh, about spoilers don't bother me. About. Definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so this is um a remake. Um, ish. The old ish. Yeah, this is actually <laughs> kind of a little bit of a different take. And this made it so high. This was actually number two on my list. Um, and made it so high because. There was so much I loved in this movie. You know, my criteria tends to be, like, stuff that stays with you. Yeah. And there is 
a body horror dance scene early Woo! on in this movie. Yeah. That is phenomenal. Uh-huh. Um, that's, a slide, that's a slideshow moment for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where um, mm-hmm. one dancer is performing her audition and it is controlling another dancer in a different studio who's like bashing herself against the floor and breaking her body Ooh. Um, in very gory ways alone. I think mm-hmm. when the collarbone snaps, I was like, oh, and I'm dead. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah, done that. It was it's a terrible. Lot. Yeah. And uh, apparently a, a lot of that was real because she's a contortionist. So there's oh. very, very little in the oh, way I of love special effects in that mm-hmm. I was one. Thank you for saying that. I was wondering that because I was watching this going, how are they doing this? How are they mm-hmm. doing this? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Her ability to like put her shoulder behind her head stuff mm-hmm. was really chilling. Um, it's turning my stomach just thinking about yeah. Then later they come in with the fancy meat hook. You're like, no, enough, oh. enough. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, I will say this movie is long. This movie is a commitment. And this movie is a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it, is, it is a lot. 50% of which is just Dakota uh, Dakota Johnson's uh, wig. Wig yes. top alert. Do, do, do. We're here. We yeah, made really it. Bad. Ooh, the wig. Ooh, uh, the wig. The hard part on that wig. I was like, someone get this bitch a lace front. Get a drag queen in here and blend that. Seriously. Um, and, but even like, and then there is a fairly intense finale to this movie. Um, but I just loved so much about it. I loved kind of the way everything was shot. I loved when you get to the end, the design of the elder witch's body. Mm. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember this, but like they show that her her arms have other little hands coming out of them in her mm. upper arms. And do you remember that? Like all these like weird Jeez. babies on her. Yes. Yeah. yeah like she's kind of. There's as even if like she's a kind baby of coming out of a babies. birth control or birth canal. Yeah. Birth control. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite actually. Birth canal. <laughs> right. So the level of kind of like female grotesquerie in this movie really spoke to me. Yes. Um, and then there's the level of kind of glorious gore in the finale is phenomenal. Um, totally I will say that it, that music. it oh. does suffer with the music. I was going to, that was one of my oh. notes. That the music was, who is it? It's, uh, it's Tom. Tom York. Yes, from Radiohead. Yeah, yeah. That la- okay. That, that last was a song, the like mellow gold fucking seventies pop, made me so fucking angry. Yeah. <laughs> but sorry, I, I'm yeah. yeah I someone was, needs I to rescore that. I found out Radiohead made Rock and Roll Hall of Fame over Devo. Oh no! Did they really? Yes. Poor Devo. Unacceptable. <laughs> That's really. I'm like, oh god, That's they're like they're so boring and just oh. Yeah, so that's where it got, like, a little self-serious. Yeah. Was in those music choices. Um, and it, it, number two does, or this more recent one, does sucker from the, suffer from the lack of uh, art hair in number one. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the first time she goes back to, in, in the, the original, when she goes back to the other dancer's uh, apartment that she's going to live with for a minute, there's all this hair that comes from, like, those books that you would look through in the salon in the early 80s mm-hmm. where they had like made your hair into plates or like tied it in a giant bow that stuck out over your shoulders like everybody was just like with no comment having that hair <laughs> there's none of that in this <laughs> but I really you know if you have the the time the two and a half hours to devote to this and then some more time to go what what just happened um, this movie is really great I also feel like there's a lot of pre-homework for this movie like, mm. you basically have to get your, like, PhD and, like, 
Cold War era Berlin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jody, what did you think? I, I'm really interested in hearing what other people think before I say my piece. Yeah, um, it, it did drop a couple of places. I think um, I had it at number four, I think, um, mainly because of the music, because I was spoiled. I think I've told you guys before, I watched this movie, um, I watched the original um, in an old church with Goblin there playing the oh, score live. So cool. So, yeah, and, and you could barely hear any of the dialogue, but like it, it didn't matter because that's Who score. Who cares? Yeah. yeah, right. And it's such an iconic score. And when I heard that, because I was I, want, I was wondering whether they'd <clears throat> whether they'd have a riff on on that theme, you know, dun, 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 right. and it just didn't it didn't appear at all. And I thought. Uh, Radiohead. So that did take something away from me. <laughs> yeah. I uh, think which... that is how that the name of that band must always be said. I... Uh, Radiohead. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> which is a shame because, like, I mean, I like funeral doom. You know, I like slow plodding music, but like, I don't know, it just doesn't really speak to me. Yeah. Um, and that might just be a personal taste thing. So a lot, of, a lot of other people were very excited about Tom York doing the score for this. Um, and also, yeah, all the kind of East Berlin stuff. Like, I didn't really, I don't really know a lot about that. Um, part of history so for a while i'm thinking what on earth has this hijacking got to do with the covenant of dance school i don't really understand but um i guess there's something to do with um like being a witness i think is is one of the themes mm. um yeah but did you notice um jessica harper has a cameo in this movie yes. yeah so i because I, I was waiting for that like oh i wonder if she's gonna pop up as like one of the witches or something that would have um, been good that's pretty cool but yeah like that that scene in the in the where she's being thrown around that room just i i was I was in. Mm-hmm. I'm so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. 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 Really, really liked it. Good. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this movie. I'm still, like, I came away from the movie, like, like, thinking, I need to process this. And I still feel like I'm in, I'm very, like, stuck in that mode. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I need to know way more about Cold War era Germany. I feel like there are so many themes. Like, even you talking about, like, the witness thing. Because, like, it's repeated and it feel like there are important beats of the movie. We get mm. updates about the, the, plane, the plane hijacking. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't understand what they're trying to say. Right, but same. that being said, there are these really incredible visual moments in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, so female that I can't, yeah. that I, that aspect of it, I'm so interested in. And yeah. I yeah. loved the old witches so mm-hmm. fucking much like when they're like have the cop and they're like playing with his penis and laughing at it it's right. fucking great like it's pretty it's... lords of salem <laughs> yes well i mean yeah. and, you know my favorite thing about lords of salem is the fucking old witches that yeah, yeah, next door. yeah so there's things like that that i just love and i love the idea of like la- dance being a visual language that can actually be used to cast spells is really fucking cool conceptually mm-hmm. and like you know the mythology of this movie is cool it made me really want like remakes of all three mother movies mm-hmm. like i i very like when they explain the mother stuff i'm like yes yes gimme 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 i love yeah, all it, of that. It, it almost felt like a remake of all three because they, they talk about all three of them in this movie yes but don't you want to see like the other i want to see that i want to see the mother of tears i want to i want to see that i guess so i mean i just saw Inferno yeah. for the first time not long ago and i wasn't really blown away by it but maybe right, because but i'd seen this. what if they took the mythology and just like like this mm. movie and we're like let's make a totally different movie that'd be great that's yeah. what i want yeah yeah i mean um, I, I also like i guess the attitude of the, of the director because he hasn't like it grinds my gears when when the filmmakers say oh this isn't a remake it's a reimagining it's like just you know just call it what it is it's a remake but he calls this a cover version uh, he says, like, yeah which i think is really neat because it yeah. is very different i mean like the bare bones of the story is the same but there aren't really um storyline beats that are the same uh, and the and 
um, one difference apart from the music is the color, um, because the first movie is all blue and red and it's green, so and red. it's all yeah, it's mm-hmm. so vivid, uh, and it looks like the contrast has just turned up way too much on your TV. It looks like The Simpsons, you know, it's all it's all garish, whereas this is just all gray, gray. and brown and washed <laughs> out and until. Yeah. Until, yeah, I was gonna say that's interesting because, like, all of the artwork I've seen has just been like red, 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 red. Well, the third act, I would say the third act is red, the yeah. third act is red. Well, like, the, the minute dance. they get into those costumes, it's yeah. all red oh. of all varieties from here on out. <laughs> um, and yeah. solid dance performances by the lead, also. She was, oh, yeah, Dakota Johnson. That's right, I keep wanting to say fanning. I have decided I'm she is amazing and I want to see everything she's done. Yeah. I also really want a Dakota Johnson Tilda Swinton sex tape. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking sexual tension between them. I was like, yes, go there, go there. (laughs) They don't go go there. (laughs) But I'm a creep, so what are you gonna do? I mean, I also want Joe McHale to, like, be my daddy. So don't trust me. I'm a reliable <laughs> narrator. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm glad it made the list. I think it's a fucking interesting movie. I just don't know how I feel about it. It's one that it, you would have to be, like, careful who you recommended it to. When you were saying, like, the ritual is one that you could really recommend to anybody. Yeah. This is, like... I think it's actually really fair to say this might not be for everybody. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely not. This is an acquired taste. Oh, yeah. I struggle to think who I'd recommend this to, to be honest. All right. So are we ready to move on? Yeah. Okay. Um, Jody. Jody, who is the first person to talk to about this movie on the show? Tell us about number three. Okay. So number three is Revenge. So this is a, uh, a rape revenge movie, essentially. Um, and it follows a uh, a young woman who uh, goes on a, a sexy holiday with her with her partner, um, and he invites some some pals along, and things are very tense, and then things escalate, and things get very violent from there. Um, and I think when I talked about this on the cast before, um, so I, I listened back, and uh, I think I said something about uh, the the rape scene itself not being that upsetting or not being that graphic, and I want to recount that because it's not what you would consider an explicit but like irreversible style yeah. um, scene but the build-up is is horrible oh, and um, oh, yeah man. i, I kind of wanted to yeah retroactively sort of like apologize to anyone if, if that was triggering because in the same way that the birth scene in a quiet place is not graphic it's still got a horrible build-up and a very tense and very upsetting yeah that's uh, a good you know, combination yeah 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 so i just yeah i kind of wanted to put that out there because people were thinking oh maybe it's not so bad because it it is it's bad in a, in a maybe not the way that you would expect from it's not explicit, but it is incredibly intense. It really is, because the guy's like, hey, why don't you like me? Hey, you know, and, and it's, yeah. I can't remember if you'd seen it when I, when I saw it, Rachel. Did no, I, I, it later? was not even on my radar until you told oh, me about okay. it. How about the, uh, the misophonia uh, element when that ooh, guy's eating that ooh, uh, candy bar? Ooh, yeah, that was fucking bad. intense. Yeah. It is rough when they're just like zooming in his disgusting <laughs> mouth while he's watching oh, it. Oh, and like the happen. little piece of food hanging Ugh. on his lip. Oh, it was he so was bad. so fucking gross anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. <sighs> so what did you think of the movie? Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, yeah. Uh, this I think it was slightly lower down on my list. I think I had it at number um, eight, eight or nine. Yeah. Um, but I just found it um, kind of... Uh, I'd like to rewatch it again to to get the camera angles because it felt like the camera was always leering, but 
that it wasn't really meant to. It was more like I, I can't tell whether whether I found that empowering because she's wearing just like little shorts and a little kind of like bikini top the whole time. And mm-hmm. she's got this giant, like, pink star earring. It felt very sort of 70s, ex- exploita- exploitational. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, and it's all set in this desert, so the colours are all very bright and colourful. And uh, Yeah, it's, it's, it's one that I saw um, in the earlier half of the movie, uh, uh, of the year, and I haven't rewatched it yet. I think you should definitely revisit it. It's an yeah. interesting movie. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? I did see what it. What did you think and of it? So I wasn't, I, I wasn't really looking forward to it when I saw it, because... Right. Rape Revenge is probably my least favorite um, genre of mm-hmm. horror. But I actually really like this movie. I think it made it at number eight on my list, too. And I thought that, yeah, the the rape scene is, is really tense and it's upsetting. But, like, the camera doesn't linger in really creepy, upsetting ways like it usually yeah, does. And it doesn't go on. It's not titillating in any way. Yeah, it doesn't go on for That's minutes and minutes. That's the word. It's not titillating. It's not titillating. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is focused on her face, like pressed up against the glass. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just thought it was a really different take in a in a maybe a subtle way. But it felt like a shift away from the exploitative, creepy, rape revenge fantasy movies that we've had in the past um hit the guy coming in with the candy bar in the middle of Ugh. it and then turning around and walking away mm. um that was upsetting <laughs> um and and although she spends a great deal of the movie in her underwear it's i don't know it felt different to me like they're boy shorts and like a more covered bra as opposed to something where like her boobs are hanging out and like bouncing right. all over the place it the was whole somehow time. more modest than like a, a white ribbed tank top yeah it typically is in yes these movies. exactly mm. exactly you weren't seeing her nipples the whole like sticking yeah. out the whole time there was not an erect erect nipple situation all like yeah. that somebody's job was to like ice the nipples every five minutes right, right. and yeah. then when she finally kind of fixes herself up uh heals the hole in her body oh god um and, and becomes the desert eagle yeah and becomes <laughs> the desert eagle and she's got like the weapons strapped on her mm-hmm. it felt more superhero almost than mm-hmm. like a bra and underwear situation um as just like you know a mom friend i'm just gonna say like if something ever sticks into your body don't pull it out that's a bad idea yeah that is that's not the right and also don't pull it out that direction you push it out yeah but in in reality like if you can at all help it don't like yeah yeah wounds suction around things like the second you pull it like that doesn't make for a good quotation so fast but i need to see a weld herself shut yeah. <laughs> she needs a Rambo moment, damn it. Right. And, um and although the scene in the cave where she's fixing herself up is like obviously super unrealistic, she's like on what is it, peyote or something mm-hmm. like yeah. that. Um and you know, just like cauterizing the top of that wound wouldn't actually allow her to be a badass. I didn't really care because right. it was such a great scene. She also would not have survived that fucking no. I mean, like, we have stepped out of reality at this yes. point. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you don't care and it's done in like a really cool way in her mm-hmm. experience in the cave and the visions she has. Oh, the really visions she has. Good God. Yeah. Yeah. And then man, just the way she kills the guys is so satisfying and awesome and she feels powerful even though she keeps kind of getting hurt along the way and mm-hmm. having setbacks um yeah something about this movie just felt different to me and i really liked it mm-hmm. i really liked it how about you tilly yeah i agreed i really loved this and like jody i kind of had the question early on like 
when the camera's following like just a part of her body like is the camera leering at her how are we doing this right Mm -hmm. but ultimately I feel like this um it was so effective and so not leering and the the assault scene is such an empathy builder for her yeah yeah because it stays on her face without being um I don't know what to say titillating like Mm -hmm. you said um and yeah, I just yeah. feel like one of the things I really enjoyed the most was the um, her complete lack of uh, crying after killing anyone. Yeah, um, which You're right. Is, there think, wasn't a, a big place... emotional scene. Yeah, I think that's a place they take female characters sometimes, and she's mm-hmm. just very matter of fact about what needs to be done here. Okay, so I don't like revenge, rape revenge movies. They're not for me. Yeah, like I yeah. have not seen one I like. Yeah, um, I don't find them cathartic. I don't think the payoff equals the exploitation. I feel like the payoff is about justifying, depicting the exploitation. Yeah, good like, point. Like it, it yeah. Like yeah, like retroactively yeah. makes yep. those first scenes okay. Yep. Yeah. This was my number one movie this year. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> wow. I, like, I went back and forth between my top two. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, even though I think the other movie is totally worthy of being the number one film, I this is the movie that I I just felt the most sort of like ah, at the yeah. end of it like I said to myself like fuck yeah at the end of the movie when the credits rolled I love this movie um I think it is incredibly stylish I think it's also important to note that this is one of only two movies that are on our list this year that are directed by a woman. This yeah. is directed by Carly Fargo. And this is her first feature film. That's y'all. nuts. This is her <laughs> first feature film. And it is one of the most beautiful ones all year. Yeah. Like it is gorgeous. It's so Like pretty. the hypersaturated colors, like everything about it, the aesthetic choices, the music, the way that it's like edited, like has this sort of like music video feel to begin with. And then it becomes like a Western. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, the setting is like so isolating so desolate and yet like so beautiful mm-hmm. um yeah i mean I, I loved everything about it from the style the the pace the ele- like the, the elevation sorry elevated this is elevated <laughs> exploitation i know we don't like elevated horror but i feel like i feel very comfortable calling this elevated exploitation yeah. i like the way that they handled the assault i feel like it's done in a way that is like the the opposite of like the Game of Thrones problem where it be the, the assault becomes about the male characters yeah. instead of the female experience mm-hmm. without being like it's also kind of sexy. No, it's not sexy. It's fucking exactly what assault is, a, a, like an act of violence. But I also like that she is not like a phoenix born of the ashes of this assault. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. she does not earn her superhero powers by being assaulted. Yeah. Like yeah. she is a survivor yeah. that that like ha- experiences this, but there is an innate strength in her. Um, I also think that um, I l- appreciate that they are unambiguous about the fact that the boyfriend is just as much of a villain as everybody else. That's what I was going to say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. He is a- an absolute monster and they do not try to ever tell you anything otherwise. Um, and in fact, she is the most disposable to him. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as far as the leering thing, I remember we talked about it. You were unsure of how you felt about the treatment of the, the camera. And I actually thought about it a lot. And mm-hmm. I I think it actually is serving a purpose as opposed to yeah. just being leering. And that, like, it opens with her, the camera leering at her. But ultimately, the only real nudity we see in this movie, we see a little bit of her, but it's primarily the boyfriend that is naked. And, um, like, 
what actually ends up kind of happening is that there's like this bookend of leering that happens in the movie both times they're in this apartment the beginning it's her but by the end like the the boyfriend is like fully nude and the camera is fully leering at his body and like treating his body as meat in the way that like usually women are treated as meat in these kinds of movies well and even because his guts are literally hanging <laughs> yeah he's yeah. literally meat yeah and like and i think that that is a commentary on the way that women in these movies are treated like yeah. a piece of meat he becomes the meat and like it like in this apartment you see like literal devastation done to a human body oh man in a way yeah. that like it kind of like i think is a criticism or like at least a commentary on like the way that women's bodies are treated like meat, like mm-hmm. like metaphorically, but like physically that becomes the case. And like we spend the like last five minutes of the movie chasing his naked butt, like covered in fucking blood. That last scene was something else. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. Watching oh. them slip sliding around in oh, that blood yeah. is so, so good. good. Ch- you know, yeah, chasing like, and being chased. It's great. Yeah, this movie is ferociously feminist and just fucking cool yeah i love this movie it's a great movie oh i'm so glad you liked it oh yes and i think you should definitely rewatch it and and pay attention mm. to like the two times they are in this like that it it starts in the same place as it ends but the camera has changed right. the like the angles have changed mm-hmm. yeah because i think there's a definite shift between like the scene where they're out on the patio like and she's dancing with the guys and they're having a good time and a lot of it's like them looking up at her being sexy or whatever yeah and I and then I feel like it really changes once the movie gets going, you know. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. and the, that thing with the foot. Whoa. Oh yeah. The Ew. foot. <laughs> uh, All of the stuff about like the kind of hunting bullets that explode when they hit you in this oh, movie yeah. really. It's upsetting. There's some great fucking. Yeah. I mean, the body count is low, but the level of fucking blood is high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I I mean it is just a fucking abattoir by the end, but oh, like yeah. it is like a like a celebration of like just geysers of fucking blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, yes, yeah, give me more. Too. What's that? It looked pretty practical as well when she's fixing mm-hmm. herself up in the cave. Yeah, they it didn't seem like a ton of like CGI blood. Yeah, everywhere. His saran wrapping, his guts back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> I want to watch it again right now. <laughs> like, this is the movie I wish we all got to see in the theater together. Yeah, that would have mm-hmm. been great. You know what I mean? And I am so excited for whatever Coralie Fargo does next. Like, sign me the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, that's her first theatrical First movie. theatrical? That's like, do not crazy. tell me that women cannot do action. Do not tell me that women cannot do, like, gore and, and violence gore. and, yeah. like, no, beautiful. She... Like, <laughs> she it, did it all and it's amazing. Ah! Okay, sorry. Let's move on to number two. <laughs> yeah, did, did Sarah, Sarah, did oh, you see Sarah... this movie? No. Um, I started watching it, but Really, the only time I'd ever get to watch uh, movies was during uh, my lunch break at work. Oh, oh this is not uh, a work. This is not safe for work. Nah, nah. I mean, there is so much dick flopping in the end. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I think you, you would really back. like it. You would love it. I think you would really love it. Oh, I I was really looking forward to it. It just it was one of those things that like the the wife does not like these these kind of movies specifically kind of limited yeah <laughs> when you finally get your chance it's good 
All right. I had to, Sarah, I had to abandon Head, which you had recommended for this, because I was on a plane. Oh. <laughs> and when the, like, Head? really explicit puppet sex started, I was like, the person next to me is going to be like, what oh. the fuck is going yeah. on? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when I flew here a couple of weeks ago, there was a guy who was, like, directly in front of me, but, like, off to the side so that I could see, you know, what he was doing. And he was watching game of thrones on his ipad oh nice um like season two and so <laughs> but every time there was like a bunch of nudity or sex you could see him like pull his ipad like up to his chest right under his nose and just like staring <laughs> down <laughs> there were like kids sitting yeah it's probably not super family yeah. friendly yeah. yeah right i know that's kind of how i felt and then i'm like is this worse if i'm like yes i'm cuddling with it yeah Awesome. Okay, so let's move on to number two. Who has not? Sarah, tell us about number two. Oh, Halloween. Yeah, okay, so 40 years in the making for this movie to to come around, but uh, I mean, it doesn't get any better than Jamie Lee Curtis back in Haddonfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love this movie. I've been really hoping that, you know, for a good, solid halloween film considering like i marathoned the sequels and i like rob zombie films but when you compare the original halloween to the rob zombie halloween it's 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 the difference between the san francisco philharmonic and your buddy's uh 14 year old son's garage <laughs> it's oh roasted <laughs> you take that wrong and, 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 and this this one this one halloween 2008 i enjoyed the hell out of it it had those quiet moments those those slow build moments those moments where it's just a lot of standing and watching and not always from the characters you expect and mm. yeah i i enjoyed the hell out of this this was a fun ride nice nice Jody, how about you? Oh yeah, I really like this movie a lot. Um, it was um, maybe a lot of it was relief because you know when you, <laughs> you know, it's like if you're an alien fan and you've been to the cinema in the last couple of years, you go, oh no, please don't reboot my fa- like one of my favorite things. But uh, no, it was great. Yeah, Jamie Lee kills it. Um, we uh, she did a really good interview actually on uh, Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo uh, some film show um, available as a podcast, um, and she talks about how this links into the Me Too movement, which I thought was pretty. I can't remember if we mentioned that when we talked about it. Mm-hmm. It's how it's all like just women taking over and kicking kicking butt, and you know some of the um, unsavory male victims. You know maybe got what was coming. Um, <laughs> Head lantern. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Um, yes. Yeah, it's great. I don't know what else to say. We yeah, I really liked it. How about you, Ariel? Yeah, I mean I love this movie. It was so much fun, and I think that's why it made it pretty high on my list, just mm-hmm. because it was fun and kind of cathartic like jody was saying to kind of watch some of the other halloween movies that aren't so good and then to get this one that's such so good and and such like a celebration of the laurie character and Mm -hmm. um i loved her daughter too i thought that she was excellent the gore is amazing the teeth scene still is like in my head (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) yeah and i was gonna say that i i mean i think it's 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 got the the suspense and sort of the pacing of the original Halloween with the zombie brutality. Mm. Because I mean, when he slams that dude's head oh, into yeah. the wall, it's just like, Oh shit. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got so many cool little Easter eggs as well, like the mirroring of of um, of Laurie and Michael and the flipping and. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. quite a lot of people at work ask me because like there's there's not that many people that I work with who are horror fans. But they're like, oh, I mean, this is no, I know, right? Um, <laughs> and they're asking me, well, this has got some pretty good reviews. Like, sh- should I go? Like, you know? And I go, well, yes, but rewatch original <laughs> Halloween first if you have it because. Like, you'll still enjoy it as a standalone movie, but it's kind of like watching Scream if you've never seen a slasher before. Like, you'll still right, enjoy yeah. it, but you'll you'll just get it on different mm-hmm. levels if, you, if you're if you familiar with all the other movies. Yeah, agree to agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the unfettered girl power of this movie is just, like, this total rejection of what slashers became after the original. Like, right. it's a course correction for what happened, yeah. at, you know, like, after Carpenter, right? Like, after, like, with the whole, like, Friday night or Friday the 13thification of the genre, right? Um, there's some great kills in this, like the teeth, the head lantern. Um, and I just think it also is just like this total declaration that Jamie motherfucking Lee Curtis has still got it mm-hmm. and is a reminder that women are still, like even in their middle or late middle age, are still viable, still valuable, <laughs> still yeah. able to kick ass, still able to lead a movie, yep. still... Like, people, not only can they do it, people want to mm. see them do it. Yeah, oh, yeah. this movie the, did so well at the box yeah. office. It so. had something like, it's like the highest grossing female lead over 50 or something like that. What? Like, yes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Mm. I'm just glad it exists. And like yeah. like I said, I'm I'm happy to rewrite the canon. I'm re- happy for it. I'm also happy for it to end right here. Because these two, mm-hmm. I fucking love this movie. I I know at the time we were kind of like a little like eh, there's some problems with it and I accept those but like to get a slasher that I would say is a solid feminist film and is like in theaters imagine that right imagine that <laughs> right. like we didn't even have to watch it on demand Wide we got to see it in a in theater theaters. like mm-hmm. it's fucking awesome and I feel like that's an awesome legacy for like young female horror fans to have yeah. You know what I mean? Like that they their first slasher movie was not Friday the thirteenth two at a at a slumber party. Like their first slasher mm-hmm. might be these movies and that's exciting. To yeah, me. it totally is. I mean, like I said when we did the episode, I took my sixteen year old niece to mm-hmm. see this movie and she fucking loved it. And she's never seen any other slasher movies before, but she gonna be she, bummed. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I know. envy that. I know. Because <laughs> like I had wanted to show her some because I really wanted to see Scream. Yeah. Um but then after this, I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> oh, but it was great. And like when I saw it in the theater, people were like cheering at the end and everybody yeah. was so excited about it. It was just uh, it's such a fun movie. Fair, fair. Any, anything else before we move on to our number one? I don't think so. Ooh. All right. Drum roll. <laughs> number one. Matilda, lay it on us. So our number one pick is Hereditary. Is and everyone is shocked. <laughs> Welcome to the number one movie on every list everywhere. But right. you yes. know what? I did the math. I literally did the math. This movie fucking crushed the competition. Yeah, it had like almost twice the number of points. Like it's it it is what it is. Call you know, it and sometimes basic. I don't care. Sometimes you want to be like, well, I should shake it up because that one will be safe. But there's just no argument with this one. It's just right. Yeah, so damn good. This was number four on my mm-hmm. list, but I mean. Mm-hmm. Damn, it was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nailed it. It. It, was it was four on mine, too. What was number one on mine? Yours, Matilda's, and number two on mine. It was number one until, like, the very last minute where I was like, Ring! 
(laughs) (laughs) But I feel like that's awesome because we like so many different things in horror. Like I think among us, we kind of look for different things in horror. And this Mm -hmm. was that it could be that high on everybody's list is pretty great. Definitely. So what what about this movie made it your number one, Matilda? Uh, Tony Collette. (laughs) The Keening. The Keening. The Keening. Um, You know, I think pretty early in this movie, you think it's going to be one kind of movie, and then it is off the fucking rails. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, Yeah, because you you think it's going to be something with the girl, like, with with the daughter being, you know, kind of weird and creepy, and then shit happens, and you're like, holy fuck. Right, and then yeah, maybe it's going to be coming. like a she's no. going to end up. It's so early. You're like she's going to end up in the hospital from this peanut reaction, but no, no. And no, then we it can just, just spoil goes it, right? Off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that we can talk about this and not spoil it to yeah. some degree. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, it's also the zombie girls podcast, and so I can spoil everything. Yeah. I mean, I remember <laughs> having this thought of like when that scene okay. happened in the car, where I was like. We're only, what else is going to happen? Like, we're mm-hmm. only 45 minutes into this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never yeah, has like, someone where can you go from there? At, yeah. Never has someone not turning around ever been so fucking intense. Like, Ugh. just not mm-hmm. turning around. Like, you want him to turn and around so bad. And then he so went bad. home. Yeah. 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 You never yeah. get, he, just he never turns around. Home. It, yeah. The movie yeah. is unrelenting. It never gives you catharsis, like, in those moments. Like, no. it doesn't prolong it and then give it to you. It, like, prolongs it and then it doesn't. It's sadistic, but it's fucking dope. Right. Like, this is the so opposite good. of horror comedy, right? Like, where horror comedy would break it. <laughs> what sick fuck thinks this is a comedy? <laughs> I'm no, sure no, no. I hated them, but... Or like, I know we, but... we talked about how we all really liked Nanette right where she talks about like you build the tension and then you relieve it and you build the tension then you relieve it and it never relieves it I feel like this is similar to her yeah that's a good point Mm -hmm. and also Anne Dowd I mean always Anne Dowd (laughs) she's always amazing and also like if you see Anne Dowd in a movie don't let Anne Dowd take you to another location (laughs) 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 never go to the second location with Anne Dowd Dowd. I haven't trusted her since compliance right right she's bad news but so sweet she's like a rich summer type of person like you look at her and like she is the epitome of what is safe right like Mm -hmm. if you were hitchhiking and you saw Anne Dowd you're like getting in that car Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is the safe car, but no, she's the one with the fucking murder basement. Like, but she occasionally gets that like flinty-eyed kind of sadism. Yes. Oh, yeah, she's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no movie I saw this year that haunted me more than this one. Yeah, yeah. Tony Collette's performance is so raw and brutal mm-hmm. and brittle and desperate. It's like painful to watch in like the mm-hmm. most delicious and beautiful way. It is also, like, one of the things that so often gets explored in movies is, like, metaphor of mental illness. Like, mm-hmm. you know, pose- demon possession is, like, all mental illness metaphor, pretty much, right? Like, yes. or, like, recruiting tactic to the church. But whatever, we'll go there. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, I actually think this is the best metaphorical depiction of mental illness in that it gets at something that I don't ever think it's explored typically, which is the terror of of be, of like inheriting yeah. mental illness or yeah. passing it on to your children. Mm-hmm. So this is like mm-hmm. genetic horror in a cult package. That is brilliant. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah and just the the intra familial like that fight at the dinner oh. table oh god oh. that mm -hmm. fight oh, oh. Yeah. it's so uncomfortable and so tense and so upsetting and that the teenage boy's performance in that is like his heart breaking and then getting mad and like throwing it back at his mother mm -hmm. and Oh. Also, this dream sequence. Like, I could, I could understand why he said he had PTSD after right. this Did yeah. he? I'm yes. not surprised at that. all. Yeah, yeah. The that scene where like it turns out to be the dream sequence or whatever, where she tells him she wish she had an abortion and like <gasps> covers mm, her mouth. Yeah. I was like, fuck, this movie is just like, it is unrelenting in terms mm -hmm. of like it is like emo. It is an emotional terrorist of a film, and I. It it is. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like exhausted, but like oh, glad yes. when it was end over. Like not glad it was over, but like happy I had been along for the ride. The like, scene in front of the fireplace was incredible. Like there's yes, yeah. Well, when she tells him about the book, and she's like, "I tried to set it on fire, and I caught on fire." You know, he starts to walk over to the fireplace, and he's like, "No, I'm not playing your games." And she throws it in the fireplace, and he catches fire. I was like, "Yes!" Because <laughs> like, I just felt so vindicated for her. Yeah, you know? yeah. I want to see. Apparently, there's like a the original cut director's cut is like way fucking longer. Oh, really? And I would actually totally sign up for that. Yeah, because like, I would it's too. All, oh, yeah. all the backstory of her and her husband's dynamic got like excised about him being a oh, therapist and stuff. Okay. I don't think it makes that dynamic any better. But it wait, definitely... he was his. She was. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Huh. Huh. He, he didn't have a lot to do in the movie other than just disbelieve her. I, also, I would have liked, I, liked to have seen that relationship develop. But I feel I think I have a lot more sympathy than that character to other people do. I was actually going to say the same thing, Rachel. That okay. it I, is I think not it have... easy to be the spouse of someone with mental yeah. illness. Mm -hmm. I also think that his sort of quiet, um, never having like emotions go up or down at all, like not in a way where maybe um, you're bipolar or something, but just like mm -hmm. the way your average citizen. The prison would have... of not being able to have feelings. Yeah, the prison of not being able to have feelings, having to stay so even, and then also the opposite of that, like being this the other person who is trying to talk to somebody or who is grieving in a really intense way, and having the other person just be flat all the time mm -hmm. i think both of those yeah. situations would be really hard and but i mean i think that's why this movie is so good it's yeah like, it exactly tells you, like it's not like one identified person and like who's struggling and everyone else around them it like every you see the like reverberations of what that does to like every role in the family yeah mm -hmm. in a way that i don't know normally gets touched on in like maybe probably in dramas i don't watch that shit but like <laughs> And, like, you don't see it much in genre movies, you know? No. So, like, I was just, like, I very, very personally identified with that in a way that I, that was just haunting. Yeah. yeah. I also want them to do a mashup of, like, the her piano wire scene with the, like, tiki, 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 from Audition. <laughs> you, remember, you know what I'm talking about? I haven't seen Audition. Yeah. Oh, I'm amazed that doesn't exist. It probably does somewhere on the internet. <laughs> Um, I also loved like the miniatures in it, the yeah. dollhouses. They were yeah. the miniatures so were great, creepy and kind of foreboding, but also beautiful. Yeah. Um, and and also that the the movie was long enough that they left you with Tony Collette's grief for quite a while. You know, yeah. like having her sleeping in the treehouse and mm -hmm. and just sort of painfully mourning. Like they could have glossed over that in just a couple of quick scenes, and I felt yeah. like leaving it there again is that like horrible tension that just keeps building and building 
without yeah. a release. It was mm-hmm. really good. And I, I went into it um, like not knowing what I was getting into at all. I'd started to watch a trailer when like the first trailer came out and then was like, oh, they're going to show too much and turned it off after a second. Mm. And I was just like, yeah, blown away and yeah. shocked when shit starts happening. I think the end is sort of controversial. Do like some people feel very, it's divisive. I yeah. personally liked the ending, but what did you guys all think of it? Um, I felt like they spent so much of the movie not telling you anything and then all of a sudden telling you everything right at the end. Mm-hmm. And I would have liked a few more breadcrumbs to try and figure it out yourself. And it felt almost like, <clears throat> I don't know if this is true, but maybe they showed it to a test audience and they didn't get it. So they had, they spliced in the voiceover maybe at the end. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, that's how I felt like, oh, now you're just reading out to me what what the movie was. I can see that. It just left a funny taste in my mouth. I think it'll be interesting to revisit. It's a, lot, a big ask to revisit this movie, but um, there is a lot of breadcrumbing in it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the symbol shows up a lot of places. Yeah. The doormat. There's the, the doormat. In the, the, like, little tea leaf yeah. on her lip when yeah. she's at Ann Dowd's house. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the reason I think I liked the ending so much, though, is mm-hmm. that it reminded me of, like, like, I love that type of ending. Like, it reminded me of the end of, like, a Lords of Salem like or a, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying, uh, like, a Prince of Darkness. Yeah. I liked it. I just didn't like being told this is what was happening. And I would have liked more clues to figure it out instead of the voiceover just explaining it. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts on Hereditary before we move on? Um, it, helped, it helped me win a, a horror pub quiz uh, for Halloween because uh, well, they the had most this... important thing then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I got glory, <laughs> and I, I beat the team that. Well, I my team beat the team that beat us last year. So that was that was a. What was the one. question? Well, they had um, these props like around the pub, so they'd have like uh, oh, I'm trying to think of an example now without just ruining everything. Like like the year before, they had a prop that was like a little china cup like a blue and white china cup with a teaspoon so, so oh. oh that's a prop from get out so you had yes. to guess what the props were and this had uh, i mean we've we've alluded to it that it had a, a severed head covered in ants and, <laughs> and, we, <laughs> and, and but i was the only one that seen the movie and we're trying to figure it out and i'm like oh, oh i don't know is it like the beyond there's a thing with spiders on their head and be oh, i can't and then someone says something about ants and i went oh, and um yeah amazing a glory, a glory moment Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. Good job, like, out there representing for the zombie girls. <laughs> yeah. Bring it home the gold. <laughs> All right. Cool. So we are going to do some talking about, like, what future stuff and, um, like, general feelings on the on the year. But before we do that, there were a few movies that each of us, or a couple movies each of us didn't get to talk about because they didn't quite make the list with the new combined format. Um, things that were interesting or that you liked or that you want to recommend that I thought we would quickly run through our honorable mentions. Sound good? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to do this alphabetical style. Ariel, tell us about your um, honorable mentions. Could you skip me? Because I, I need to look something Just kidding. Up really quick. We're I'm not going to do this <laughs> alphabetical style. We're going to do a reverse alphabetical just... style. Sarah! <laughs> tell us about your honorable mentions. One of them actually didn't make my top 10. I'd say it probably made my top 20. And that's The Meg. Oh which was based after uh, the uh, Steve Alton book by, well, Steve Alton book, Meg. Um, <laughs> don't read the book. Steve Alton <laughs> writes like he's a 12-year-old boy that just discovered boobs. Yes. Uh, um, but uh, I mean, boobs are awesome. Definitely, de- definitely watch the movie. It is just a lot of fun. It is a popcorn muncher. It's, you know, I, I yeah, I 
it, it would have been awesome that they could have done some more of the gory scenes that they had talked about uh, that were, you know, storyboarded for it. But, you know, they were trying to keep it, you know, was it PG-13? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, this movie's just a lot of fun. And, you know, I enjoyed the hell out of it. So definitely check out The Meg for, like, a good Sunday uh sitting around with friends eating eating popcorn kind of movie and the second one which was actually number three on my list is the night eats the world and it uh it's a movie about a guy it's a american movie or an english movie um but it takes place in paris Mm. and it's this guy goes to his ex's place well actually her new boyfriend's house to get some of his stuff back because she had taken, when she moved, she had taken his cassette tapes. And um, it takes place in modern day. He ends up falling asleep there, like, waiting on her to, to get him his stuff. And um, wakes up, and the zombie apocalypse has happened. Whoops. And he's alone. And it's basically what hap- what he does and, and how he reacts and basically and his like descent into you know definitely gets some cabin fever he definitely starts to to go a little crazy and it's you know at one point all of the all of the zombies wander away and he's realizes he's left all alone and like absolutely all alone and so it's definitely definitely an interesting and fairly tense film for it being basically one actor hmm. I felt he carried it very well. He he definitely did some things that you're just like, you know, he he made the mis- he made mistakes and they come back to 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 uh haunt him in the end, but not real. Definitely one you should check out. Awesome. I think I saw it's like Stephen King recommended this movie. Oh. But I meant to get around to it and completely forgot about it. Yeah, I never saw it. Awesome. All right, well, I shall go next since we're going in reverse alphabetical order because of our problem child over here. Um, Okay, so I picked um, a couple of movies that I guess they were pretty low on my list, but um, I really feel like y'all need to see them because they're pretty great. Uh, I I picked the movie Upgrade. Who all has seen this? So I watched it last night. I couldn't sleep, so I and I saw it on your list, and I was like, I should watch it. Okay, (laughs) how about anybody else? No. I haven't seen it. Mm-mm. Okay. So as someone who grew up loving sort of like low budget, violent sci-fi, this was the movie for me. So this movie is set in sort of like near future. Um, like like in the world still looks very much the same, except for just everybody's very technologically advanced, like self-driving cars, um, like self-automated homes, things like that. And there's one guy who is, like, still kind of analog and old school, and he picks up old school cars, and he does one for, like, this, like, super young, like, you know, tech CEO dude. Um, And he's driving home with his wife that night, and they are, like, their car malfunctions, and these, like, guys rob them and kill his wife and leave him paralyzed from the neck down. Um, And it turns out that the tech guru, like, he is working on this new upgrade, like an actual biological upgrade, while paralyzed people to walk again or whatever. Um, you, and he offers it to him. He's like, you know, it's not tested, but I'll let you do it, and you can get revenge for the people that killed your wife. And he puts it on, but what the guy doesn't tell him is that there's, like, this AI, so the AI can talk to him, and, like, they plan the revenge of his wife's murder. And it's 
pretty fucking great. <laughs> it is really very good. gruesome. Like, it is very, like, what would you, descri- what other movies would you describe like this? Like, if you loved, like, Total Recall, like, the sort of, like, cyberpunk. Yeah, there is an element of that, definitely. Because it's, it's like, like, body, mo- like, a lot of body modifications. Yes, mixed with, like, a, yeah, the revenge fantasy movies of, like, the 70s yes. and 80s. It's yeah. definitely a very, very B movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, kind of done in a brilliant way and there's just like if you have a love of that kind of thing this is a total awesome throwback i highly recommend upgrade I, it's one of the i loved it when i saw it in the theater and i was like i nobody saw i feel like nobody saw this movie and it's like a total hidden gem yeah it's really good it's and it's i think it's on like never mind like if you love like 80s sci-fi <laughs> thrillers you're going to love upgrade period it's 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 very much it's very that um the other one i picked is a film called cold hell has anybody else seen this or yes. even heard of it okay you've seen it okay nope. good anybody mm-hmm. else nope nope okay so nope. it's an austrian film it's on shutter and it is about this turkish woman who is a cab driver in austria and she also is an mma fighter and uh like there's a lot about like being treated like shit because she's a turkish woman but um and like kind of the class stuff that's happening in austria i'm guessing this would tie very much into like the whole brexit mood at the moment um but she like one night witnesses out her window a serial killer killing her like sex worker neighbor and he sees her and she sees him and it becomes like a cat and mouse game between them because he wants to kill her because she's seen him and she, at first, doesn't want anything to do with it. But then when he starts making her life hell, wants revenge. And it is, like, in the same way that something like Jessica Jones has wish fulfillment a little bit. Like, the ability of to be able to, like, move through the world and not be afraid is because you have this, like, superpower. In her case of just being a fucking badass <laughs> yeah. is kind of amazing. And there's a couple of scenes. There's a scene in a taxi that's unbelievably tense and a scene on a train that is just like yummy yummy to my tummy Mm. uh (laughs) yeah it's a great scene where she essentially like runs out of her apartment after this guy ends up on this train and just like throws herself through the air at him it's really great good (laughs) it's really really good it's on shutter it's like very like thrillery but there is some there's some really intense scenes like that part where she's in the hospital yeah. And she's just like looking at what he's done to her body. And it's just like, you're like, oh, dude, you are so fucked. She is going to get you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I loved just about everything about this movie. It almost cracked my top 10, like, because really? I really liked it that much. I thought it was so much fun. I wanted to, like, learn how to fight after that because yeah. she's so amazing. <laughs> um, I didn't make my 10, 10 only because it's not really horror. Exactly. That's exactly why I didn't That's make That's the only mine. reason. Otherwise, um, it would have been high on my list. So the one Uh-oh. caveat that I have with oh. the film, or the oh. problem oh. with it. Oh, the, co- the, the, the cop thing. So I actually don't mind the cop thing, but I think their treatment of his dad with dementia is not great. Or that fair. That's fair. That's they focus fair. so much on, like... Um, him needing to use like diapers and having accidents and stuff like that and it's like over and over again and his his son is like so critical of it it just felt like I, you really felt like that i felt like it was i i don't know i didn't feel like that but that's really? fair if you did that's, <laughs> okay because i feel like what you see in that moment is like his humanity that you don't see before 
And that's why yeah. she like yeah, trusts him. That's true. Because everything else he's done to that point, you would not. I feel like Matilda's going to have an issue with the cop character. <laughs> 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 Wait, what is it? Um, he's pretty awful, and then he kind of gets a like a romantic sort oh, of uh-huh. redemption. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I I but still it's not a perfect film, but I yeah. did really like it. Okay, so those are mine. Uh, Matilda, your turn. Okay, so my two, um, my first one is Cam, um, mm-hmm. which is a Netflix movie that came out towards the end of this year. Did anyone else watch this? I did yeah. on your recommendation. I'm really glad it. you have it on your I list. Um, so this is, um, I really, Rachel said something to me after I recommended this, and I was like, you're right, that's why I like this. And she's like, it's like a really good episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean that in the, as like a total compliment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. I love Black Mirror. Yeah, so this is um, kind of a technology-driven um, psychological horror movie about um, a cam girl, and it is written by a woman who's a former cam girl herself. As you can tell, because mm-hmm. it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and there's just something in this movie. I really loved how much she has to do with subtleties in her face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where she's at work, so she can't totally react, but she's also panicking. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and there's something that stayed with me about the noise of the tokens, where she mm-hmm. get, how she gets tipped, um, that, like, I feel like there's something where she's both, like, monetize. there's this monetizing of and unease with, with what her viewers want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has to go darker and darker. Yeah, and she goes darker and darker, and, like, there... It, it's it's really interesting, and then kind of the plot is that she tries to log on log on one day, and someone else is signed into her profile, so she can't get in there. And there's kind of a a duplicate of her that's signed in as the new cam girl, and she's trying to figure out how this is possible. But it's clearly real time. Um, yeah. So I don't know what you guys thought of it. I really loved this movie. Same. Yeah, mm. I really liked it a lot too, and I. I really liked the ending. Like the ending of the movie made me like the whole thing even more because instead of it being like, now I have an out, mm-hmm. I don't have to do this anymore, and my yeah. family will love me again. Instead, it was like her mom kind of understanding, and then her doing it because it's mm-hmm. what she does, and it's how she makes her money. Mm-hmm. And it's all that's yeah. not a story that gets told a lot. No, but it is a thing that happens. Yeah, yeah like getting outed mm-hmm. to your parents about your kind of work, and then. Yeah. What comes from that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jody, what did you think? Yeah, um, I agree with you guys. Yeah, I thought it was yeah pretty positive, like the kind of like the removal of the shame element of of this is what this is what I do. Um, I guess I would have liked a bit more. Like I was intrigued about what it was. Like right, it, yeah. Like, so I wanted <laughs> yeah. a bit more. Like, but what is it? But right. it's pretty cool. And un- unraveling the mystery of like, is this another person? Is it an old video? Is is the website scanning me? Like, is like how like what. The explanation of what what this this double of her yes is and where it comes from pretty cool yeah and it's so funny it does it um rachel and ariel and, and i all went and saw widows a couple mm-hmm. weeks oh, ago yeah. and there's a so good. the guy in this movie who's like her super client 
who's a little creepy, who's the super client, shows up in Widows in pretty much the same role. And so, (laughs) (laughs) you're an excellent actor, sir, and we hope you get other work also. (laughs) You're not always just the guy jerking it in a bathroom. Yeah. You have range. You can jerk it in all the rooms. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Um, And then my other uh, pick was Cam, which was a recommendation from Rachel, who after she's. Oh, sorry. It was Mandy, which. After a recommendation from Rachel, she said, "Have you seen this? This is this is crazy. This is bonkers. Like you have like to I was this. alone on Mandy Island for far too long. I was like, <laughs> yeah. somebody watch this fucking movie. <laughs> it took me a long time, and I am glad I got there. So, did it? Who else has seen this one? Yeah, I have. You have. <laughs> <laughs> so and, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this is another kind of like this puts you through something. Yeah." Um, it's a revenge movie, which is usually really not my thing. It's a Nicolas, Nicolas Cage movie, which I have to say is not usually. Aww. You had two Nicolas Cage movies on your list this I year, though. Did. This is like the Nicolas Cage comeback. It really is. Not since Valley Girl Cage have, I had, have I been this positive. Cage um, of songs. <laughs> I need a t shirt of that. Cage of songs. Let's do it. Um, Part of why I this made my honorable mentions um, and made my list is I still don't know what I saw. Right? Fair. <laughs> totally fair. It was very beautiful. I still don't know what I saw. I don't know if this movie was because of drugs or in spite of drugs or is it self-drugs? Like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm going to call them A, B, and C. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a lot. Um I did read in the trivia about it that the cult, the guy that plays the cult leader in this movie is an actual cult leader. What? Did anyone else see that? No. Like, no. formerly? Because he's an actor. He's an actor. He's been things. in a lot He's of also an actor. Yeah, I guess apparently, I have to. I, mean, I have to look into this more, but that was the little thing that popped up. Actors. That was the little thing that popped up, and I guess his father runs some branch of his organization oh, somewhere shit. else. That sounds yeah. creepy. Well, he that explains why he did such a good job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I enjoyed myself. Fair. Um, <laughs> Neither did I. But I still am so glad I saw it. It definitely made me never want to do psychedelics. But, <laughs> right, um, right, right, right. Because I'm, I'm, you know, I watch too much dark shit and I'm like, that's what would happen. Um, eh, I don't know. So I... <laughs> But I think if you're somebody who likes, like, really beautiful, extreme what-the-fuck stuff, this is a really great, really, really good movie to watch. What I said about it at the time, and you can tell me if you agree, is that this is the movie that meets Nick Cage where he's at? Yes. Like, this is the movie he was born to make. You ripped my shirt. Yeah. Like, he doesn't... He doesn't seem out of place in this movie. And it doesn't feel like the movie is straining to like contain to cage the cage. Right. Like it's like and it's also not like I'm just gonna let you do what you want. Like this movie is just as fucking insane when he is or is not on screen. Like he is not an outlier in this movie. No, Every the minute scenery of this movie that he chooses is, is as big as him. Mm-hmm. Right. Well it's like and it's like chewing it's self chewing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's two sons, for God's sakes. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. Like, 
that scene where she has been taken by the cult leader and their faces are going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I was on fucking drugs, but I also like her response of just laughing in his oh, face. That was so good. It was yeah. the personification of that. Is who is it? Who is it that said the thing about like women, men fear women will laugh at them. Women feel fear that men will kill them. It's Margaret mm-hmm. Atwood. Thank you. Margaret mm-hmm. Atwood. I thought I was, I, I wasn't going to say Margaret Atwood. I'm not going to say who I thought it was. Anyway, uh, I knew it was somebody cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm so curious now. Maya Angelou. Moving on. So, <laughs> but like, like, and I, I thought it was like an actually great depiction of that. Yeah. And concept. also just that it like, there was something cathartic in it too. Like how many dudes have you had drop their pants and expect you to like worship what's there and. It is, it is such a it. fucking snip snip of a response yeah. that I was like, yes. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't end well for her, but I'm no. still, like, I kind of, like, the thing is, is, like, he kills her, but she mortally wounds him. Oh, yeah, because it's yeah. in front of everybody. He, his cult. death is, like, a slower one, but it's done. Yeah. At the point where he, because she doesn't just laugh in his face and, like, emasculate the shit out of him. She does it in front of his whole fucking cult, dude. Yeah. It was it was yeah, very and she satisfying. The the actress that plays her, she has kind of the physicality that you that I kind of associate with like a Manson girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Right? That she's um yeah, there's just something in her physicality, in her appearance, the way that she's styled in this very seventies way that's um that you expect potentially a different response from her. Mm-hmm. And so it makes that a little more powerful also, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jody, I, I do want to hear if because I feel like some caution should be thrown in here about recommending this movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I had this at number ten, um, not because I really liked it, but there's something like Rachel, you said about hereditary that you you didn't like. Most people probably watch it and not enjoy it, and you kind of did, and I kind of did, but consciously, like I don't know, like my head enjoyed it, but my heart didn't, or the other way around. Yeah, and I was just watching it going, and I saw it. Um, in a pack screening and everybody was laughing and I couldn't really tell if they were laughing at the movie or with it or somewhere in between or or a kind of I don't know what I'm watching and I'm kind of freaked out but I'm laughing anyway as a nervous kind of relief. Oh that would be an intro- a weird soundtrack to yeah. have going on. You know what it movie. makes me think of na- that scene in Natural Born Killers where there's like the domestic violence set to a soundtrack of like right. a laugh track. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like if it had someone other than Nick Cage it would be, it, it would be up its own butt. Like, and, and, yeah, and he, that's he true. gives it, yeah, he gives it this weird cartoony yes. edge that doesn't really fit. But it would be a completely different movie without it. Like that bit at the very end, like that look on his face in the yeah. car at the very end. Everybody fell apart at that. Yeah, and I, and I don't know how I would have read it if it was, if it was something else. If he had a different expression, if it was a different actor, um, it, it's just a, a fever dream. I, I, yes. Yeah. Yes, That's that is the best way I can describe it. Right, that he has to go to each environment to find each person in their own mm. weird dreamscape and get them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did read that they had originally wanted him to play the cult leader. No, really? I like him way better in this Yeah, role. and he had wanted Red. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. I mean, it was kind of like the art house version of mom and dad. You know what I mean? Like mm. we don't have it on our honorable mentions list, unfortunately, but mom and dad should be because yeah, really if should. you saw Mandy, you need to see mom and dad. Yeah, it's great. 
It's fucking great. It is really I'm great so movie. glad. It's the most joy I felt in the horror movie this year. <laughs> it was mom and dad. It was mom and dad. It was just funny. It was. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, anything else about humanity before we move on? I don't think so. Um, it it was good for me to read a little bit about it afterwards because there are a ton of Easter eggs in here that are references to other horror movies. Mm. And so if that interests you, I would go find that. Like everything from the wallpaper in the um, bathroom and the scene where he's screaming being a reference to The Shining. To, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of Easter eggs in this. Ooh, that's interesting. I do want to see that. To the um, the weapon that he forges being a reference to the band Celtic Frost logo. Yes. yes. That, uh-huh. the, the forging of that axe is fucking incredible. Yeah. I love that scene. I just love, I loved this one. It's fucking weird. I don't know that I ever <laughs> want to watch it again. But I was like, it's just unlike any other movie I've ever fucking Exactly. Seen. And those are some of my favorite movies, right? Or ones yeah. that can do that to me. Yeah. It's one that I would want to show somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. All right, Jody, tell us about your your, your honorable mentions. Uh, okay, so the first one is Shape of Water, mm-hmm. which, um, yeah, we discussed was on um, other people's lists last year, but we didn't get ready to in the UK until um, uh, 2018, so I saw it this year, and it was my number one movie. It's a shame it didn't make it onto the list, but yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just great. I mean, um, I don't know what I can really add to it to, to the discussion other than what's been said before um just thought it was great and creepy and romantic and weird and kinky and scary and gross and all the best things um <laughs> and e- e- even just without all the all the fishman stuff just an, an exploration of a woman's sexuality on screen was uh, done in a way i hadn't really seen before mm. um and w- w- when we were talking about a quiet place and the kind of um the treatment of the deaf character so I think there's a uh, similar treatment of a, of a mute character in this film. And I just love Guillermo del Toro and his color palette. And mm-hmm. you know, everything's just all green and slimy. Um, yeah. Loved it. Thought it was great. Favorite movie probably um, of the year. And was that, um, Sa- <coughs> is my memory, Sarah, was this year number one last year? I think That's it was. Yeah. yeah. I really I couldn't remember if anybody movie. else had seen it so yet by I. that point. <laughs> I feel shamed yeah. that I have not seen this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'll like it. Yeah. Like now two years in a row, and I saw Shame Hole. We should need to put that on Shame Hole. Oh my Definitely God, yes. watch it. It's worth it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the second movie, actually, this didn't make my top ten, but on reflection, I think, even though I maybe didn't like it as much as some of the movies on my top ten that were lower down, I feel like it's maybe more interesting than some of them, and maybe, in a way, worth a watch more than some of those other movies. Um, and that's Unsane. I don't know if anybody else caught this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was okay. my number ten. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. So this is, um, uh, you mentioned earlier, it was um, filmed on an iPhone, and it's about a woman who um, has moved cities a couple of times because um, uh, of being stalked. Um, I can't remember if it was an ex or... Um, no. Just just a stalker. Mm-hmm. Just right. a stalker. And then, um, so she's, uh, you know, got this kind of PTSD, and she's all paranoid, and then she um, she signs up to a, a hospital in, the, in her new town and gets committed. Uh, just a couple of things that she says make them make them think, or at least make them say that they think... She might be a, a harm to herself. And she gets committed to this asylum, essentially. Um, and I just found that first kind of half an hour of the film terrifying. The, the idea of someone just, you know, you sign your name on a piece of paper and you don't know what it is. And then all of a sudden your, t- your belongings are taken away from you and you're not allowed to leave. I found that I was I, I kind of got the same sense that I did watching Mother. I'm kind of like just gripping the sides of my chair, just going, oh, yeah. oh, I don't like it. Like, let her out. Just let sure, her out, let her out. Yeah, that's um, why I didn't watch it. You would love it. Oh, it's... Yeah, I feel I, I felt that uh, yeah re- very very effective. I feel like it um, 
fell apart a bit in the last act for yeah. me. It got a yeah, yeah. and it, it got a bit. Um, uh, I don't want to ruin the movie. Uh, like like a bit. You think it's maybe one thing, and then you think, oh, maybe it's something else, and it turns out to be a thing anyway. And I, I just found that it could have been. It would have been more interesting if it was a bit more ambiguous. But then maybe that would have been unkind to people with mental illness, maybe. Um, but yeah, I would maybe. I. It, it feels weird, but I'd maybe recommend it more than some of the other movies, like Ghost Stories. I liked more, but I'd maybe recommend this Ooh. more in a way, just because it's something a bit different and a bit more. Ghost Stories interesting. was the saddest movie all year. Like I, I, I felt like desolation at the end of that mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. No, did you see Cargo? No, I didn't see Cargo because I heard it was sad. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I, like, I didn't watch it too. Like I was like, I, I feel yeah, like Cargo I've, was... I've seen enough with Ghost Stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, both with Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman's yeah. having a bad time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Rough year. Awesome. I I would totally second your recommendation of Unsane. I thought it was quite yeah. good. I think you should. I know it's your worst nightmare. I kept Ariel. like I kept going on to Amazon Prime and like almost clicking like play it. and then being like, oh, I don't think I can do it today. And I then I kept doing like that it. over and over. Yeah. All yeah. right. I'll make myself watch. And it. it's amazing that it was shot on an iPhone. That's mm-hmm. fucking wild. Uh huh. Yeah. And I kind of like the weird sort of like pared down 70s style um, score mm-hmm. is really cool in it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. All right. I'll check it out. Awesome. All right. Ariel, <laughs> are you ready? Yes. Have you had some subsequent time? Has the two months plus last 15 minutes been enough time for you to prepare no, for the moment? Shut up. <laughs> Why are you friends with me? I am a piece of shit. <laughs> You deserve so much better than me. No. I just love to tease you. It's my love language. I don't I mean it, but if it, it is ever received in a way that is no, not loving, no. you need to let me know because it's really no, true. My family the way I does love the you. same thing. It doesn't hurt okay. my feelings. Okay. Okay. Um, so I picked two movies that didn't make my top 10, and I'm not even positive they would make my top 15, but like I really I liked them and I thought they were interesting. So the first one is um, What Keeps You Alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked a lot of things about this movie. It's it's essentially like a lesbian couple who has been married about a year and they go up for like their anniversary to spend in um, one of the wives uh, families like cabin out in the middle of the woods on a lake. And um, they seem very much in love. Uh, one of the things I liked the most about the movie was that in the early scenes, their chemistry is really good and feels it's not real but it feels really real um whereas i feel like a lot of times lesbian relationships aren't portrayed that well like i was trying to watch um you know how they are remaking charmed oh i haven't watched it okay well so i i used to watch that show when i was in high school so it's like i'll check it out and there's a lesbian relationship on there that just feels like they're both cold fish who could care less about each other yeah so um Mm, i like that about this and i thought the acting on both of the women's part was really good. And I think, um, so basically what happens is one of the women starts to realize that maybe her wife, uh, hasn't been telling her some things and is possibly like a psychopathic killer. Uh, and the tension just builds and builds and yeah, I really liked it. I think the reason it wouldn't crack my top 10 is just that I think it falls apart a little bit in the last like 15 20 minutes in fact I think they could have cut that part off altogether and the movie would have been better for it like just stay in the car stay in the car yeah exactly yeah don't look at the bird and take meaning from it just keep driving (laughs) the bird is just a bird it's just a fucking yeah no as as soon as 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 soon as they went down from that dart they would have been like 
hogtied up in the back of the Jeep and I would have been on my way to the right (laughs) or hogtied to a tree and on my way to the the very least just keep driving because she can't catch up to you on foot so just keep driving or like do the sabotage plan yeah but keep going yes don't she's so dumb she really is and so and so that's the problem i think there's a lot of great scenes in the movie that the boat chase the boat chase is boat chase was great uh there's the the scene where she's being forced to like clean up the blood and the woman's like telling her you're not doing it right and you got a blot yeah (laughs) you're rubbing it into the wood um or even that that even that scene where it's where she's out in the woods and she's covering her mouth And the light comes on right next yeah, to her. Yeah. There's some really great tense scenes. In there that really, movie. there really are. Yeah. When she's out on the back deck and talking to the husband, or yeah, the the one wife is talking to the husband guy, and the wife who's like being tortured is inside and tries to tell somebody, and it goes terribly wrong. It's it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's definitely um, worth a watch. I think it's cool to have a lesbian characters as like the forefront of the story. Um, but it's not about them being lesbians. They just exactly, to be. exactly, which is what yeah. you want. And I think, unfortunately, like I said, it falls apart. But I think it's still worth a watch. And then the other one I put yeah. on here, I don't even know exactly how much I liked this movie, um, but I put it on here anyway. Seems to be the recurring theme in the honorable <laughs> But I think it's like a really interesting one. Um, so I picked Book of Birdie, and it's directed and written by women and. The cast is 100% women. There's not a man in sight. Um, and it's really interesting. Yeah, but then so how are you going to get guys to watch it? Because they yeah. only want to see movies for guys. Know. <laughs> no one tell Bloomhouse the success. Right. They'll explode. Right. So it's essentially about a young girl um, who's like maybe 16 or something who um, whose mother is dropping her off at a convent to basically be raised and possibly become a nun. And um, then the rest of the movie is about her experience in the convent and sort of um, coming around and finding like her own brand of spirituality. Um, She has a relationship with a young woman that's really great, um, kind of a a naive love affair. And uh, the really interesting thing is that it sort of takes like period blood and makes it beautiful where there's a ton of like religious iconography and she um, I'm trying to decide how to describe it, but essentially tries to make it more beautiful and more in line with her own ideas and uses her period blood to do that. What? You don't do that? Is that weird? So she like saves her period blood under red and right. Yeah. Plays with it and uses it as art. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She even takes like the Virgin Mary and like dresses her up with like a superhero mask. And... That's weird, though. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's kind of surrealistic. It's really um, beautiful with kind of washed out colors. And uh, the young woman who plays Birdie, um, she doesn't have very many lines. Like she hardly talks in the movie, but she has these big doll eyes that are like super expressive and beautiful. I really feel like this would be a movie that you would love, Matilda. Oh, did we lose Matilda? 
Matilda, are you with us? Oh, sorry, I was on mute for a second. Nope. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Trying to push the button. Um, this was one that was on my list to watch, and I didn't get to it. Um, yeah, but so hearing if, you talk about it makes me want to see it even more. Yeah, you've got to see it because I feel like the surrealistic part, the religious part, and even the blood part, I think would be something that you would find really interesting. And I'd love to hear like your take on it. But I think it's like a movie that should be watched. I don't know if you'll go away saying like, I want to watch this again, and I need other people to see it. But I think it's really interesting Mm -hmm. it sounds great awesome well sounds like we had some really cool movies all together what that was what 20 movies we need to talk about so so i think people have some good ideas of where to go it was a good year it really was well that's a perfect segue what did you guys think about this year overall in horror yeah strong it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was really good, and there were a lot of interesting movies. There were um, a lot of movies that didn't make it onto my list, probably like five or six more, that I also really enjoyed and thought were strong. It was tough. It was a tough, yeah. like, calling the list felt yeah. a little like, sorry, I gotta shoot you in the head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which is a good thing, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing. It really is. Yeah, definitely. And and I think we talked about it a lot, but the just sort of the variety of films available this year made a big difference yes mm-hmm. fuck the studio system <laughs> awesome did anybody have like a standout horror moment like the something that you were just like fuck this year like it was on tv or movies books whatever oh there was a that, lot of great that's... like horror tv going on this this year yeah. um you know, the haunting of hill house was great uh, the the um the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year's uh, Channel Zero, the mm-hmm. that that series from mm-hmm. from Sci-Fi, this this one was really freaking creepy. Um, the uh, Eli Roth uh, special for AMC that he did, the the on the history uh, of horror is great because it's basically from like 1975 up. It does touch back a little bit on stuff, but it's, you know, how a lot of them are like the history of horror, and then it starts at like the 20s. This one, this You're like, one. No more know... Nosferatu recaps, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. This, this one talks about, you know, like when they talk about vampires, they're like, you know, we owe a lot to Dracula, and Bram Stoker's Dracula is a really great representation of it, you know. And, and yeah, yeah they touch on Bella Lugosi and all of that, but it's just like, like, they, they, they touch on the past, but it's more recent past. And even though Eli Roth and Rob Zombie are two of the, the commentators on it, they interview a lot of people within the genre. And, you know, they don't sit there, like, talking about themselves. Like, you know, how, like, you expect it to be sort of them self, self-grandizing themselves, but it's it's not. It's really good. Oh, cool. Awesome. How about you, Matilda? Any standout moments? Um, there was, uh, I was going to say that TV was really good. Um, I don't know if this qualifies as TV, but the second season of The Handmaid's Tale was my favorite group watch of the year. Um, I'm sorry, I have a cat really interested in purring into this microphone. Um, Is it Palomes? It's Palomes. Um, yeah, I had two people that were also watching The Handmaid's Tale at the same time as me in the second season. And so each week, everybody would be like, tell me when you watched it. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Um in a way that was really fun and, you know, nice group trauma experience. Um, and then the other thing that I didn't talk about this year, but there is one scene, if people like kind of like medieval torture 
parts oh of yeah horror. nobody talked about this movie i thought for sure it would end up on somebody's list i mean it was on my list but it um it was low and didn't yeah uh apostle is for you there is yes. a scene in apostle that is um i was on an airplane when i watched it oh and wow. i i was trying to turn my my body tried to involuntarily turn myself around in the airplane seat to get away from it yeah. like and with bicycling legs and the whole thing so um <laughs> so d- definite recommend if you're into that kind of thing yeah apostle was really good i had it on my top 10 for a while because some of those images just really stuck with me especially yeah. the one where he's like try, under the house get... and the the blood and mm-hmm. so claustrophobic and i need to watch it you gotta watch it rachel i think you would really like i need it. to watch it on my own though so that i can be in charge of the remote ah like i gotta get past any animal violence yeah. <laughs> yeah. and i also like if i can't take the like medieval torture i i, I have control over that like i need mm-hmm. i mean i'll probably watch it but i just need the security <laughs> of the remote and like complete lack of judgment from other people <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when i fucking if i buckle you know what i mean <laughs> we all know i am a little squeamish yes <laughs> this particularly is, around torture this is gonna go to a 10 for you i would be careful oh my god oh my god yeah. oh my god <laughs> Yeah, it, it was a hard watch, but it was really good. And like I said, I still have, they're like, yeah, some of those images are kind slide of burned show? into my Yeah, oh, there's yeah. some slideshow stuff oh, in there. Oh, yeah. And, and there's some very, like, tropey stuff in there, too, mm-hmm. that I will warn you. Like, you know, he's a man alone, but he's yeah. secretly, you know, has laudanum and, you know, the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Any other, what about you, standout moments? Um, I would say The Haunting of Hill House really stood out to me because it's not at all what I expected it to be. I thought mm. it was going to be that a lot That single more shot the episode was wild, man. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. And I, I think I cried through like 60% I cried of the every show. fucking episode pretty yeah. much. And <laughs> yeah. again, it was just a boo-hoo factory over here. Okay? Yeah, like I would give it a big recommend. But if you have recently lost someone and are dealing with grief at all, Ooh. I would say like big skip. Skip the shit out of this movie because it's hard to watch. All right, cool. Uh, Jody, do you have a standout, any standout moments or anything you want to talk about? Um, just in terms of individual moments, that uh, that scene that we talked about in Suspiria is the you know the mm. slideshow moment. Um, I, I I'm way behind on all my TV watching. I've I've only just started Handmaid's Tale season two, um, and I haven't seen any of Hill House or Sabrina or uh, Killing Eve. I didn't get to. Um, oh yeah, the I haven't watched it. Like yeah, there's I so much like that I. Eve. Oh, the Sinner. Yeah, I forgot about. Oh that. God, I'm behind on the Sinner too. I've oh, seen like, just watched a couple of episodes. Huh? Yeah, so did I. I just watched oh, it like any. or something good it's culty yeah. like that yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i've got a lot of catching up to do but i'm rewatching game of thrones and that's taken up all my time well that's a very yeah, important that would so for me the standout moment of the year is is a movie that was like right on the cusp of making it was annihilation yeah yeah oh i totally forgot about that i had it on my top 10 well, I... <laughs> <laughs> so the scene there's a couple of things but particularly the fucking bear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That With the voice of one of their friends. Like, I've never seen anything like that outside of, like, an anime. And it was terrifying. What it, It's, like, knocking them over in the chairs that they're tied to. And yes, just, like, so screaming good. in their friend's voice in their faces. It was terrifying. And, like, this movie is beautiful and, like, grotesque. Yeah. In that way that I just 
love. Yeah, and all the the twisted animals were fascinating. The like yeah. human topiaries were yeah. really cool. Um, the when they find the video footage of the soldiers who had been there before, and they're watching him like cut the other guy open. Oh, it's oh, so hard to so watch great. and so good. So yeah, great. yeah. The body horror in this is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, that was my my moment. So okay. Most anticipated. Let's last question. Most anticipated movies and TV next year. Uh, so I am very excited after seeing a trailer for a movie called Braid. Yes, I watched it after you recommended. Did you it. watch that? Has anyone else yes. seen this trailer? No. Oh, yet. My. oh, oh it this is going to be good. It looked good. <laughs> this looks great. Um, there's also an un, I think still untitled Jordan Peele project coming. It's called out. Us. I found it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah. and is it the it- Lovecraft Country? No, it's called Us. Okay, so it's a different thing than his mm-hmm. yeah. the other thing he's developing that I'm super excited about. Um, and I'm super excited about a, mo- a movie coming out called Eli, which oh. is uh, a movie about someone with, like, a chronically ill person um, having, like, kind of phenomenon in the place where he's um, he's living, but the, the director, like, the way this is done looks pretty promising. This one's getting a little buzz, so I hope they do it well. I'm always nervous when they go near this stuff, but I hope they do it well. Awesome. How about you, Jody? What's your most anticipated upcoming stuff? Uh, I mean, 100% the It Part 2. Yes, that's on the list. And yeah, I noticed um, uh, yeah, us on the list of uh, upcoming movies as well. That's very um, intriguing. There's, not, there's also a movie coming out called The Turning, which um, is uh, another retelling of The Turning of the, uh, Turn of the Screw. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And that's got um, Mackenzie Davis and um, Finn Wolfhard. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh. So, uh, intrigued to see that uh and uh star wars i guess oh yeah yeah Good point. i didn't even put that on my list but you're yep. so right yeah <laughs> hopefully it will be more ray and less them running around <laughs> on cgi monsters on the casino planet hopefully <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you sarah what are you most anticipating next year uh the new pet cemetery yeah yeah i'm, uh, I'm it... i didn't put it on my list because i'm also it's also the one i'm most afraid about uh-huh mm-hmm like in equal parts excitement and like don't fuck this up. That's fair. <laughs> and yeah. animal violence. Um, yeah. It chapter two and definitely mm-hmm. the new season of Castle Rock. I'm kind of interested where it's gonna lead to. Yeah. I'm really hoping it follows uh, Jackie Torrance. Oh yeah, I'd be into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, awesome. God, I don't. I don't know. I haven't really checked out what's what's coming. So. How about you, Ariel? So obviously it. Yeah, duh. And of I'm actually looking forward to the Pet Cemetery movie because I saw a trailer. Don't talk to me. Really Don't cool. even look at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the last time I was at the theater, they played a trailer for Happy Death Day too. And I know that movie's kind of stupid, but I had a lot of fun watching the first oh, one. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. So I want to see the second. Finding one. out that the main guy character is a piece of shit in real life kind of put a damper on that one. For oh me. wait, um, really? He's like a super Ben Shapiro fan who like tweets like racist asian jokes and shit it's, why do people oh, have to be really? terrible yeah i know i yeah. know i probably shouldn't have told you guys that so you could enjoy it but that's my feminist killjoy coming out <laughs> 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 sorry go ahead um also i read that um uh zombie land 2 mm-hmm. is gonna come out yeah so, and i love woody harrelson yeah i, mean, I know he can be kind of terrible but i love him that's fair yeah yeah Awesome. I think, uh, obviously, everybody said it. I'm super, super excited about that. 
I'm really excited about us because hello, yes. Lupita Nyong'o and Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, yes, and even yes. the like early poster artwork looks really cool. Yeah, I mean anything Jordan Peele does at this point, yeah. I'm gonna fucking watch. Yeah, oh absolutely, um, that guy is batting a billion. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, um, I'm really excited about Glass. I don't know if I'm alone oh, in that's this. Right. Yes, that looks, yes, that I looks fun. About that. I love mm-hmm. both of the other movies, so of course I want to see the new one. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, and I I like James McAvoy. Instead, I'm like one particular hater on this show. Um, so I'm <laughs> excited to revisit his character. Um, I'm also really excited about Brightburn. Have you seen this? It's the new James Gunn movie. No, um, <laughs> but it's like if Superman were a horror movie. Ooh. So it's like a like a you know, somewhere somewhere USA on a farm, uh, there's like a alien crash and there's a baby inside it. And instead of it being Clark Kent, it like grows up to be evil. Sweet. So yeah, it looks pretty good. And also James Gunn does really interesting, cool stuff. Yeah. And this is his, his first superhero movie before even Guardians of the Galaxy was super, which is like a very subversive superhero movie. So it'll be interesting to see what he does now. Um, and then last I'm really looking forward to the rabid remake by the Saska sisters. Yes. Oh, right. I believe it is this year. Like, okay, I think cool. they've wrapped production on it. So I would imagine it's going to come mm-hmm. out this year. That's not a guarantee. It doesn't have a release date, but I, from like stalking them online, AKA being friends with them on Facebook, right. it seems like it's coming out this year and I am really looking forward to it. Yeah. They Ooh. do such cool stuff. Yeah. And also I just like, they're like some of the few sort of like indie female directors that like break through and mm-hmm. I just want to support everything that they do. Yes. No matter what, because shit, we gotta do it. The sisterhood, you know, like we gotta do it for the ladies. Um, so yeah, that's it for my most anticipated. Anything else about the year overall you want to say before we move on? I don't think so. All right, Viva 2018, movies only. <laughs> Not the rest of the life, but movies only. All right, so listener feedback. Um, we put a call out. We didn't get anything. But we did have a pre-existing email that I've been holding on to since the last show from our friend Douglas. So we got, technically we got feedback this time. <laughs> uh, all right. So Douglas, who is a longtime listener, like he has been writing us since like the summer Brienne days. Like, so the fucking dark ages, you know what I mean? And I mean that both in terms of a joke about time and also because that shit was dark. Um, okay. So Douglas says... Still digging the show after all these years. I find that my tastes run most parallel with... Not me. (laughs) With Ariel and Sarah. But everybody has something good to say. Thanks for throwing that my way, buddy. I appreciate it. What is that? Like the compliment sandwich? Like reverse of the compliment sandwich? Okay. Uh, (laughs) And uh, let's not forget that the world... Oh, wait. Hold on. It's getting better. The world famous Rachel who brought together this fabulous team. Den mother. Head cheerleader. The queen. The... This is the best email ever. The heart. Three cheers to everybody. All right. So then he goes on to add some kinky horror um, that uh, we could include on our, our kinky. We had done a call oh, yeah. for kinky horror. Yes. Uh, he says, some kinky horror that you could include that all originate in Mexico, our neighbor to the south or southwest, if you're Jody. Um, let's see here. So he recommends... The Untamed from 2016. 
Has anybody seen this? No. Heard of that? no. It no. sounds sexy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> get ready. Mexican horror film where the alien or an alien tentacle blob life form crashes under the, uh, and is under the control of scientists who discover something startling about it. It will have sex with humans, but only mate with a particular human so long before it becomes violent and humans so engaged become obsessed with the feeling that the alien gives them. <laughs> Sexy time. All right. The next one is called We Are the Flesh. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Anybody here seen it? No, I've never heard of it. Okay. So it says more Mexican horror as a cult leader lives in a building creating his cosmology when two siblings break into the building. Before long, he is converting them into his belief system, watching them have sex in front of him and being a weirdo. <laughs> what was your first clue? <laughs> then he dies in ecstasy. Uh, but what to do with his body? Oh, Sarah, put it at the top of your list. <laughs> And last but not least is Santa Sangra. Has anybody seen this? I'm guessing no. everyone except for me. No? Mm-mm. No. Nope. Jody? No. It's wow. one of these meme to watch things, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. so a slightly older film, but rich in detail and weirdness. A guy is made un a guy is made unhinged because of a child he witnesses uh as a child he was witnesses some craziness. His circus performing death. All right, here we go. His circus performing dad has an affair, so his mom takes sulfuric acid to his genitals. Whoa. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, he retaliates by cutting off both of her arms, boo, at the shoulder, then kills himself. Eventually, the guy performs a burlesque act with his mom where he provides her arms and performs on stage. Wow. That sounds interesting. <laughs> but she can control his arms regardless of how far away what? she is. Oh, God. What the fuck? <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yes. And anytime he's about to have sex, his mother forces him to kill. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So that just also joined the list yeah. of must watches. Yeah. All right. So he closes out with a question for you guys. All right. Question for all the crew. There are these devices. I don't know where this is going. Getting a little nervous after all that kinky horror. Uh, there are these devices that were made a few years ago called the blank in my pocket. Not getting better. <laughs> where six pre-recorded catchphrases of various famous people could be recorded. I have one called Mr. T in my pocket. You can punch, <laughs> or you can punch up phrases like I pity the fool and First name, Mr. And middle name, period. Last name, T. Uh, how good was that yeah. impression? That was do you feel great. like he's in the room? I bet you do. No, I thought you had that device, right? <laughs> All right, so here's the question. With that in mind, if there was a product called Zombie Girls in my pocket, <laughs> what would be the specific phrase or sound that everybody would would put in oh, that God. they think would represent them. <laughs> Rachel, Sarah, Ariel, Matilda, Exploding Joe, Mars, and DJ2. Is there a a seventh, if there's a seventh sound button? Um, 
I'm pretty sure Matilda's sound would be, uh-huh. The sound of acknowledgement and agr- agreement she often exclaims in episodes. The easy choice for Rachel would be her gear fab million dollar laugh. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but surely there are some phrases for everyone that would that would spring to mind. Keep up the good work, Douglas. Oh, that's hard. That's hard. I bet we could come up with a lot for you because I sort of feel like when we're recording these episodes, we should have like a T-shirt printer standing by. What? Because you're always coming up with shit that's like hella funny. Cage the cage. That needs yeah, I, 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 I still really want to get the uh, the uh, eyes crossed, tits out, and done. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? About? I think that was that Matilda. Like Matilda. With, oh, yeah. It was yeah. the first Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Matilda. I could see that. So what do you think? Rachel, Rachel's should be wig cup. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. I will gladly take that moniker. Are you kidding me? Like some girls dream of a wedding. Some girls dream of like being the president. I'm just happy being fucking wig cup. <laughs> dream unlocked. Because then people can press it when they see a bad wig in a movie as well. Oh, that would be so good. I want one of those. I totally right? want to make an action movie about you as wig cop now. Yeah. <laughs> and you have like, like you can see like. Slide across the hood of a car, like <laughs> ripping wigs off people, like and then you unacceptable. Have, you have like a front. drag queen sidekick who like fixes them up real good. Yes, Miss <laughs> Cracker. I want it to be Miss Cracker. Okay. <laughs> Your squad car, instead of having flashing lights, has a disco ball. Yes. Yeah. I would watch. I would green light two of these movies. I feel like it's a story you couldn't tell in just one movie. This feels like maybe a quadrology. We'll see. We'll see. We'll Cinematic see. Cinematic universe. Of Oh, I feel right. like we need a Mandy style one where you like exact revenge on people's wigs. <laughs> there are some wigs that make me that angry. Yeah, and, and of course, yeah. and of course, Kate Pearson and Cindy Wilson will have to have a, a guest appearance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? What about who else? Sarah, what's yours? Oh fuck, if I know. <laughs> it would have to be something to do with corpse fucking, right? Yeah. Yeah. This movie has corpse fucking in it. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the corpse fucking? <laughs> No corpse fucking? Like I, I feel like we need a Sarah in your pocket, and there's just all corpse fucking, and then just a maniacal laughter anytime corpse fucking comes up. How about you, Ariel? Oh God, I have no idea. I feel like an exasperated noise at me would be one of them. No, it would just be silence for all the times her mic drops out. Oh, burn. <laughs> that's right. fair though it just say 404 like not found like, like a pause and then like i'm sorry my insert animal here was just yeah. like you know i'm sorry a reindeer yeah, just wandered through my living room like, yeah there's a chicken outside my window. right she literally was I'm late to my house screaming. last time because she got lost in feeding a squirrel in her bedroom like who the fuck has this life they're so cute they are so cute but we all don't have one in our room and certainly not for a period of time that delays usually that's got to be a brief encounter but no the old man returned he had brought his grandchildren to meet you i want to know your secrets i can only get them to kind of get within a few feet of me for a minute right all right what is jody's yeah i feel like we have to tell each other what their thing is something about beards 
Yeah. yeah. Like, like maybe just the, the guttural <laughs> noise of desire whenever she sees a beard. <laughs> That'd be pretty great. <laughs> uh, and then Matilda, what would Matilda's be? I think he Matilda's got me. Got such a way with words. <laughs> Stop it. It's what? You've just got such a way with words. I love your phrasing of everything. I don't yeah. know if there's one thing that, that sticks out. Right. You can't be caged in, Matilda. Like, your your <laughs> words are too expansive to be put in a pocket. I agree. Just I am the Nicholas Cage that, of this that. podcast. Yes! <laughs> and I mean that as a compliment. <laughs> oh, my God. What a fun question. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And thank you for listening for yeah. so Fuck, very many years. Right? That's so amazing. Carefully. Continuing to listen. <laughs> this dude is a saint. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Uh, yeah. Like, if you got through those basket case episodes... <laughs> we barely Ooh. got through them. <laughs> I was like, I'll never forget the trauma of that day. Like, no. it started so strong and then went so wrong. Yes, it did. Like, everything <laughs> after, like, naked what's-his-face, like, it was just <laughs> crash, like, turd city. Okay, so... <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you so much, Doug, for sending us this message. Like, such a fun question. Really awesome suggestions for some kinky ass fucking shit. Yeah, we gotta check those out. Like, I was kind of mm-hmm. like tentacles. Oh, yeah, that's kinky. And then it just got progressively more <laughs> fucked up with each recommendation. And I salute you. So, there you go. <laughs> All right. If, like, our, our you know, main man. Uh, Big D here. Want you want to send us a message? Big D. <laughs> That's what we call that Big D energy. That's a Doug's guy. He's got Big D energy. <laughs> Can we vote on this? <laughs> no. Okay. So. <laughs> executive decision no. no i'm like i will everything else is all up for debate except for big d energy <laughs> i like this is i will die on this big deal <laughs> mostly because it's so big i can't get over it. okay so if, if you want to hear about your big d energy send us a message at on our facebook page we're we're hanging around there we're like you know we're lurking you can reach us there very easily or you can email us at rachel at zombiegirls.com. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, anything else before we wrap it up, ladies? Yeah. End of year. I think we've said it all. Yeah? Yeah. It was Roll good. In 2019. Yeah, here's the 2019. Yeah. That's it. All right. Thanks to our listeners and to my co-host for another amazing year geeking out about horror together and zombie girls in it up. Here's to another year of this nonsense. (laughs) It's been fun, ladies. Love you guys. All right, so I'm hearing some, like, typing noises in the background. That's fine. But if you are, if you need to type or you're whatever, could you mind just keep muting your mic so I don't end up having to cut it all out? Oh, sure. Yeah. That would be awesome. I'm not – I don't know who it is. I'm not saying names. I'm just saying – It might be me, and it might be a knitting needle noise. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That's the best. Yes. We are young. We are cool. We That's are right. metal. <laughs> Our <right>. knitting noises. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Shut up. <laughs> I'll cut it, I'll cut it, I'll cut it. Oh, man. I should never tell you anything. I'll cut it! <laughs> <laughs> um.
Can we have a, a halfway comfort break quickly? Just sure. Yes. Actually, yeah. that's a great Get your pee on, lady. Okay. I can't mute, mute this mic, I'm afraid, so you might hear me. <laughs> I'm going to be listening like a creep. Okay. I'm going to get a dance. Well, listen like the neighbor boy trying to see oh. your boobs. Gross. No. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. I would never include that. <laughs> I know there will be no butt sex and no jokes about animals. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I, I think I'll just that. leave all this butt sex talk in as and just like without context. Right? <laughs> it's oh. just wall to wall butt sex all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh